Hey everybody, this is gonna be episode five of this pod thing of ours, covering episode five of The Sopranos when they go off to college. And we actually did some Sopranos. We did a fair amount of Sopranos in this one. Uh, we got some feedback that we need some more Sopranos, and if, you know... But like you said, we, what we don't want to do is give play you a play-by-play. Play. Yeah. This is not a football game. Uh, Sopranos really is the glue that keeps the show together. It's what we... It's, if we run out of something to talk about, we can pivot to the Sopranos and talk about whatever dumb shit Chris is doing on the screen. But I think this is a, this was a good a good example of what ultimately we want to try to do. You're trying to say this is a show, very interesting. How would how what would it be like now? Yeah, if these characters existed in this time period, right? Because what would from, Carmela think about yeah, this decision? Predating this podcast, I uh, I said that I think Tony would love Donald Trump. And in the podcast, I even say he would have the Make America Great Again hat. Polly, uh, at least. Polly, for sure. Well, yeah. and, and you've said in a previous episode that uh, real-life Polly is a Republican. Yes. So it's, it's even pic- easier to picture then. Um, this podcast, good bit of Sopranos. We go a little heavy on the politics. So if you, uh, if, if you know us, you kind of know where we stand on that kind of stuff. Well, you're a liberal piece of shit. <laughs> like, you're so far left... <laughs> I mean, I usually I just agree with your points okay. because you're you in the social media setting, you're usually arguing with someone that's on the farthest side of the right. So if, on that scale, I'm not on the right. No, no, I'm not on the right. I, I, <laughs> right. I'm not on the right. I'm a centrist. Right. I just do what makes common sense right. and goes along with my staunchly Republican. When, and then usually I just, I come to, I I come to be. Uh, your compatriot, because even though yeah. I don't always agree with the leftist side, you're making a whole lot more sense than someone that's radically conservative and well, saying other stupid shit. So my favorite thing to date that we've done on Facebook is when we were both in that live thread of oh, people, gosh. and we were just saying the most ridiculous Ridic- things. Greer cheese thoughts. I at one point I just typed in the words poo poo and pee pee <laughs> on all of you. Like there's people like legitimately complaining about things, and then there's Brent Hickman poo poo and pee pee. <laughs> I was really going ham on that. I one. was I was sitting at El Felix Mexican restaurant getting food to go down in, that. down in my second or third margarita. Yeah. So I'm 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 feeling nice and just just letting the just the stupid <laughs> fly. I spent I entirely laughing. too much time on that. I was laughing way too hard to be alone at a bar. <laughs> uh, so that was definitely my Well, I found that that's a lot about what, like you you'll text me something, I'll, people will look at me like I'm a <laughs> um, I have some kind of, I have an issue. Yeah, because uh, I'll just bust out laughing. But anyways, yeah, I do think this this one we tied more the, the podcast to the to, to the show. Yeah, we tied uh, more Sopranos. Policy, a little heavy on the politics, and in light of what's happened the last two events, weeks, it kind of came yeah, up because of what we tried to do was what would Carmela, what would Anthony, what would Tony, what would they be thinking, saying, doing, etc. Like imagine the conversation between Liberal Meadow. This yeah, is pro ten, you know, pro bono law center working yeah. for immigrants. Yeah, uh, what kind of conversations would she ha- be having with, with her Tony dad, today? who once told her um, mixed race boyfriend that obviously you know you can't date, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, we went heavy on the politics. We still had a lot of fun doing it. As far as the pattern of the odd numbers not being so good, uh, we did laugh a good bit on this. Yeah, one. I think that we might have. Uh... We had fun roasting Roy Moore there near the end. Oh, and... <laughs> don't ruin it for him. <laughs> Uh, we we uh, had Roy Moore. Please do subscribe. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of cake humor in this one too. About well, we'll just 
<laughs> we'll just let you. We may or may not bleep this one. We're gonna we're gonna listen to it too to see if we need to. Because contextually, what was said is okay, but out of context, it might still hurt someone's feelings. So, we're, uh, but Austin said it, not me. I'm gonna let him decide what we do. All right. I'm not throwing you under the bus. Yeah, he kind of. It's the way you said it. There's that tone, like Austin said it. Say it clearly. <laughs> I would never. I don't really offend anyone. <laughs> no, I, I easily could. <laughs> but we're, if if you hear bleeps, if you're easily offended, you should have been out halfway through yeah, episode you no, one. You have no business in episode five. Yeah, this this is not the place for. Uh, this is uncensored America. I mean, really, at this point, we're just making these for your sister's commute. Yeah, these are basically for you, Emily. These are all. She'll love to hear that, Emily. These are strictly for your LA commutes, which typically are about the length of one of these podcasts is just to get there. Yeah. So we're going to start rolling. I'll, I'll send you bonus. We'll do a bonus Maybe episodes. we'll start doing your... Tuesdays and Thursdays. That way you got something for the ride home. <laughs> exactly. Four episodes. That's yeah. about a ride. Yeah. There yeah. you go. LA traffic. All right. So this is uh, episode five. Please enjoy. Uh, if you would uh, like to get in touch with us, Don't you step can. on down power lines. Don't. <laughs> Thanks, Larry. Uh, <laughs> you can email us now. I forgot to say this. This is a good time to say it. Because I can't, I should have gone back and said it on the intros to the other earlier episodes. I do have tptopod at gmail set up now. So if someone wants to gmail us, you can do that. You can message us through SoundCloud. I had requests for t-shirts, by the way. Oh, you do? Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll get some t-shirts going. You, I think you said we have a Twitter, too, right? Didn't you? I'm working on Twitter. Right, we're working on a Twitter, maybe an Instagram. Um, oh, the Instagram is going to be a real hot page. We're gonna, we're gonna, <laughs> I got a lot of ideas for okay. the Instagram. None of it related to the Sopranos. Well, why, Just why uh, it be? A, a lot of filters with you laying out near a pool. Kind of go on Instagram model with it. Showing, showing my penis and ballless mound? Yeah, <laughs> something like that. If you listen to this episode, that'll make sense. <laughs> <laughs> but We've uh, turned this into a mini podcast, so let's... Well, well, that's all right, this one's this we're is working on We're working on our social media platforms. We've got the... We've got the you can Gmail set up hate mail. Send that there. We'd prefer yeah. it not to come to the, our face, our soon to be Facebook feeds and yeah. Instagram feeds. S- something we have failed to mention uh, that we need to drive home. Please follow, like, subscribe, comment, rate, share everything through iTunes. You can comment, you can rate, you can share all through iTunes. We had a guest. We had our first guest on the show today. We did. She didn't say anything. She didn't say anything. She rustled about and opened the door. Yeah, you'll probably hear her making yeah, noise. Should, in the well, background. she really she's a mouth breather. So she's more of a, that was her presence here today, was just kind of a general yeah. background heavy breathing, well, which is not altogether different than the, than the co-hosts, <laughs> if I'm being honest. She just didn't throw any ridiculous comments into it. Yeah, get in touch with us through iTunes. If you want to, you can go to soundcloud.com slash tptopod. You can find us there. You can message us there, tptopod at gmail.com. Once we have the Twitter and everything else set up, we'll let you know that too. Probably should have said all that in the intros we recorded for all the earlier episodes. <laughs> but, ah. but if you made it this far, you're a true fan and yeah, maybe you do want to tell us You're going to come something. with us. Yeah. So anyways, uh, enjoy episode five and we'll see you next week for episode six. Peace be the journey. Welcome to this pod thing of ours, episode five. I apologize for nothing. <laughs> All right, no, that's the, I, I do apologize. That's uh, welcome to episode five. That is the new intro mm. uh, f- from now on.
Sorry about last week. <laughs> uh, today we're going to cover episode five of The Sopranos, among other things, probably. I, do you think we're going to cover it? I'm just basing uh, it on the first four. I think we'll probably reference it in passing. There's not a lot to cover on this one. It's when they go to college, and it's... Well, it's a college tour. Right, it's a college... Um, yeah, they're for, touring for, college. And Tony sees a guy that flipped a while back, and... He was a rat. Takes action. So, mm-hmm. I'm noticing... I kind of want to... This is going to make a sound, but I kind of want to do this. What are you doing? Turn the mic gain up a little bit. That way oh, our, our input volume is a little bit louder. I noticed in episode two when I was listening to it that uh, if you turn the volume all the way up, if there's any noise going on around you, like at the back of a print shop, it's kind of mm. hard to hear. Hey, quick thing. <laughs> Leah, my <laughs> wife, mentioned that uh, we probably shouldn't burp anymore. Well, I haven't had any beer, so we're probably okay there. Or cough. I do <laughs> I do, I do. have a, a heavy Frisco melt sitting on me right now. <laughs> Double bacon cheese is sitting no lighter, my friend. Yeah. We, we went ahead and did the fast food. Uh, to try to avoid talking about it so much, <laughs> we just went ahead and ate some. It was a good Frisco melt. So this week's diarrhea brought to you by your local <laughs> steak and shake. It's kind of hard to mess up a Frisco melt. I tried to make the Frisco sauce at home once. It's not as good. You can buy it at Kroger. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's it's just one of those things. Like you go to a hot wing place and you get like the hot wing restaurants, blue cheese or ranch dressing, and it's perfect. Mm. And then you decide to make hot wings at home and you just grab whatever ranch you see on the uh, the aisle, and it's like, this tastes like dog shit. You can't do that. You have to make your own. It's too easy not to, and right. it's also cheaper. Okay, Dave Stone, let us let us know how you do that. <laughs> how do it's you a, make a good ranch? It's you, it's not like you, you're not a chef. You buy the, the seasoning that comes in the packet okay. from Hidden Valley. Okay, I haven't done this before. Uh, see, Leah will tell you that this has been a long life pursuit of mine um, the perfect- to replicate the elementary school ranch. You had, you or had, middle school, I should say. I don't think I ever saw salad or salad dressing in any of my... Oh, friend. We, we Day by day, depending upon which angry lunch lady made it that morning. <laughs> um, sometimes it was too watery. Sometimes they didn't use enough of the packet seasoning. I don't really know. Gotcha. But it was always so good when it was good. And, you know, you douse, your, douse it on your pizza and your chicken fingers. and yeah. pretty, I We had a sandwich station. You could make your own sub sandwiches. Mm. So I'd make a sub sandwich... I wouldn't use any of the condiments, as it were. I wouldn't You're use. Making fun of me for going to Hoity Toity Roswell High School. You had a substation. It wasn't real. It, let's <laughs> put it this way: this wasn't a high quality substation. Oh, you just had chicken fingers. We had a sub sandwich station right next to the mashed potato bar. On Wednesdays there was fondue. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying. So, anyways, I've been long pursuing that. And then it just kind of, I was like, I'll just try to make my own one day when I could never, you know, I wasn't finding it. Mm. So I bought the packet. And then to avoid using half a jar of Duke's mayonnaise, which is about what it calls for to make mm. a single batch. I do about half of that and I do half sour cream or Greek yogurt. It, co- it accomplishes Ooh. the same thing. But then you add uh, milk. So about a cup of milk, cup or so of mayonnaise and mm. mixture of, of whatever you want to substitute sour cream. And then one packet and shake. And it's the perfect hot perfect, wing ranch dressing. Perfect ranch dressing. Okay. I like a good runny ranch dressing. I like mm. when you roll the wing in it and it doesn't cling to it. Like, you know, it, it kind of runs off. That way you, you get more for your wings. While we're knocking out the junk food segment, I'll say that I dip my wing in ranch before I cook them. Mm. So I, I bake my wings. So what I'll do is I'll bake them for about 20 minutes to run off the fat, pull them out, dip them or, or put them in a bowl with ranch, put them back in for another 40 minutes. Okay. And then you can still dip them in fresh ranch, but they're essentially ranch wings now. What about a hot? Well, let's not let's not even go down the hot sauce road. <laughs> well, there's definitely carrots in it. 
<laughs> what you gonna do? You're gonna juice about a dozen pounds of carrot. And that's it. <laughs> Believe it or not, if you eat carrots enough, they start to taste like anything. Yeah, I have an affinity for carrots. We've established that. It's just coincidence that it's come up so many times. We're, gonna, we're, we're fixing our foam here for a second. Our, uh, our, our sound studio is falling apart around us. This is kind of like a game of Jenga. You know, once you move one, they're all going to go. Oh, I'm an expert. Expert Jenga player? No, terrible. So they're touring college in this episode, <laughs> which, uh, to bring it back to Sopranos, uh, listener, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> I didn't go to college. Did you? I did. I went to uh, Georgia Perimeter College. And then I went to, got my, and then seven years later, <laughs> I went back to school uh, to Kennesaw State University and completed my history degree. It's where I met my wife. Okay, I didn't know that. I didn't know you we met should, her there. We had two classes together, sat next to each other in the Civil War and architectural history. Okay. Was architectural history of the Civil War? No, two different classes. Oh, okay. Separate. I, I lied. I did go to, I went to uh, Chattahoochee Tech for, I think, a, a year and a semester and then ultimately just bailed. <laughs> it's not, you know, at this point, I mean, I, I think it's fair to say that at this day and age, I'm not entirely sure that college is the, the right choice. Well, yeah, no, not not with things the way they are now. I mean, people don't, uh, Kristen worked with a guy when she worked in Decatur at Leon's who self-taught himself code and just basically just walked into a job because of it mm -hmm. with no real education behind him. He just kind of figured it out. And now he, he does that for a living and makes bank, apparently. Right. So, I mean, with, with the way things are now with the Internet, it's probably not as important. Unless you want to, you know, make, you know, good connections and get somebody's stepdad to give you a job at their firm, <laughs> you know. Which I think is what my youngest brother's counting the on. The route to go is the will, is the will <laughs> hunting route. The will, yeah, be a janitor. Teach, teach, te yeah, Janet. And then, <laughs> I don't think that's the. I'm a janiting right now. Um, I'm a. Uh, I do. I'm a Janet. <laughs> the art of. <laughs> what I'm a janitor. I I Janet. <laughs> what yeah. does a What does a janitor do? I. Well, uh, we just typically Janet. I Janet things yeah. and uh, yeah, I Janet. Yeah. Floors aren't going to wipe. You know, <laughs> clean themselves. Uh, I'm going to solve this math riddle on the right and then when people here. put riddles yeah. you just do it which you know i i vividly remember the chalkboard in that movie when it, it's just like a series of lines and dots mm -hmm. and then he completes it and i remember watching the thing and I'm like there's no way that's real yeah it's real there's no way that's an equation like these lines going this way this dot here these lines going <laughs> that way now solve for x <laughs> Like, yeah, that's, this, this is just like, somebody's like, what do they do at MIT? Well, they probably just draw some shit on the board and, <laughs> and, uh, and then there's an obvious answer, which is just more shit over here. I, I might be the worst person to ever look at a mathematical equation or problem. If it's yeah. not like basic, simple, like how much is in my checkbook or a checkbook, my debit account. <laughs> I don't remember the last time I wrote a check. Uh, but you know, if it's not the simplest of... Of problems, I'm out. Yeah. You know, I don't. I I only grad I only graduated high school because of the pity my math teachers took on me. I totally agree. I will actually tell you that I probably shouldn't say this, but I had a teacher <laughs> one time who bumped my grade from a very low C yeah. to a very low B. There you go for one night of babysitting. 
That is a true story. Well, at least it wasn't sexual. It, no. <laughs> and it wouldn't have been with this particular teacher. But she had five kids. She lived real close to her old house. She liked me a lot, found me to be a very, very funny person, and asked me to, to babysit with uh, a friend of mine who at the time I was moderately in love with. Mm. So it worked double win for me. I got a B, spent some time with this girl, that, and, and we had fun with five kids on New Year's Eve. Okay. 10 points on my grade point average. Hey, it's worth it. I won't say who or what class or what grade because it, it might all be too much of a giveaway, but I had a teacher who was also kind of a pal of my dad's, and uh, he, the class I was taking, I, I may as well have just not shown up for mm-hmm. how poor my grade was. <laughs> um, it was a real head shaker when I took this particular test, and I think I made like a 40 on Ooh. it. Um, so he took pity on me. And he met my dad after hours with a sealed manila envelope, and he gave it to my dad, and he said, give this to Brent, tell him you can use his book, and just make sure he has it in my hands before 7 a.m. tomorrow. Oh, wow. And, and we'll say nothing about it for the very, very, very mafia-esque, yeah. you know, backroom deals to get me uh, to graduate. And uh, what he didn't know, which <laughs> he may now, is his former aide was my next door neighbor, and she taught with him. So I, w- I took all this shit over to her house and was like, hey, this is a practice test. Do you think you could help me? Oh, Lord. And she definitely knew it was not. <laughs> well, I don't know. But she helped me do it. And I ended up making like an 85 oh. up from a 40, which was nice. Uh, and the best part about that was all the kids around me had failed or made really low C's. Mm. So when the tests are all coming back with the big red you know, number on it, they all look over and like, holy shit, man, you got an 85? <laughs> like, do you think you could help me study? <laughs> Yeah. I was like, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you want me to. This is really luck of the draw, you know. I don't know if you want me to help you. Like, well, I only made like a 60. Like, yeah. 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 You, and in the back of my head, I'm thinking, you, you did better than I actually did. But that guy, and then I had the same teacher for um, some of my algebra courses across grades, and he only passed me out of pity because I did the come in early to ask questions, stay after class to ask questions. Mm. Not because I was really seeking help. I was more or less trying to display to him that I wanted help so that he would think, well, he's trying. Right. We'll give him a 70 because I think you needed a 70 to pass. So I only graduated because of sympathy from, from guys like that. Math is definitely not my strong suit. Hopefully my kids know how to do it because... Daddy's not going to be able to help. Well, Kristen seems out of, I mean. I think she could probably handle the math. I could probably handle the history and maybe the the literature. Yeah, if it's a left brain, right right brain thing, I was always more social sciences than I was anything else. But to be honest, I didn't really give a shit about any of it. Mm. The only thing that ever lit me up was economics. Mm. I, I, like, naturally made a 99 in economics without any effort. It's like when people say, I don't know, math just comes to me. I just, it just clicks. I made, you know, I'm, a, I'm an A student in math. I never got that. But in econ, because a lot of it's so much common sense based, I nailed it. Nailed mm-hmm. it in high school and I took two courses of it for my brief stint in college. And look at how you're using it now. Podcasting. <laughs> About a, a show that's been off the air for... <laughs> well, you know, supply and demand and podcasting, you know, the opportunity cost of listening to this podcast is that you don't get to listen to better podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this one takes the time away from your good podcasts. Yeah. But you get to laugh, maybe. 
Maybe not at this one. Episode five's on a steady track to, to being just like episodes yeah, one and one three. three. <laughs> we, we need to mix it up here, I think. Anyways, uh, we're going to college. We're going to college. Uh, Tony's going to take Meadow to, to tour some schools. Like, where are they, up in Maine? I, I, yes, they're in Maine. They're, you know, up northeast. And uh, he's going to spot a guy that ratted a while back. And this is our first on-screen kill for Tony. I, I think we did the math. I think you only see Tony personally kill three people in, this, in the whole run of the show. Mm. Does he shoot the Bevilacqua kid or is it just pussy that does? No, he does it first. Okay. He remember you asking him if, he, if he's sure he wants that diet drink because it's <laughs> going to be the last motherfucking thing you drink. Mm, yeah. And then he unloads first. He looks to, to, to pussy. Isn't that the kid that plays C in that? In that Rockstale. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like that movie. He's actually a real murderer. He's in prison for life. Really? It's a true story. The Be- Bevilacqua Matthew kid. Matthew Bevilacqua kid murdered someone several years ago, and it, I believe, probably should Google it, but uh, <laughs> serving a life. Well, don't do that. Serving, yeah. We don't know if it's really true, but he's definitely serving a life sentence somewhere. Really? Because mm-hmm. he learned so much about, you know, the right way to be in a Bronx tale. Yeah. His bus driving he didn't, dad. He didn't apply it. No, no, mm. he did not. That I, I just never liked that movie. It mo- I know it was. Robert, I think it was Robert De Niro's first. I think it was directorial debut for him. Mm. Uh, I know people seem to love it. I've never, I've never seen but maybe like thirty minute stretches. I can't get into it. I've watched it multiple times, and I'm always thinking, I like this movie, and then it's over. And I'm like, I do not like this movie. Yeah, if you haven't, I mean, I'm surprised you, if you've seen it. You know, then you know, like we talked about. Well, you know, it's like a bad smell. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! Smell that! Oh, oh, oh God! Oh, smell yeah. that! You know, it's just like like I told you about when Taylor bottled that fart. When my brother bottled a fart, one you didn't time. tell me on the podcast, but you did tell I, me. Oh, he was just here. <laughs> we were talking about it uh, while we're on it. He he uh, just wondered if you can if you could uh, capture a fart and what would happen to it over time. So I can't say that he inserted the bottle up his ass to fart to make sure for maximum retention. You would have hoped that he at least made contact and I'm, did like a yeah. twist and seal. Something. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because if you're going to do this, you're going to go all the way, yeah. I think. If you're going to take the time out of your day to fart into a bottle, you're probably going to have to think it through. Because unless we're talking like an old school glass Coca-Cola bottle, which arguably is... You well, know, you, can't ta- you can't cap it's, that. It's though. smooth. But you, you know. can't cap it. You have to be able I'm to... I'm speaking in terms of insertion here. Ah, you would. that would be nice. Yeah, it'd yeah. be a lot easier to bear than your average, you know, Sprite bottle with the twist-off cap, mm-hmm. all those all those ridges. Sure. Those are not ribbed for his pleasure. Well, he actually, what he corrected me on is he's done this twice. Oh, good. Yeah, the bottle is what I remember, and then he said he did it one into uh, Tupperware, which, well, yeah. of course, begged the question, did you throw away that Tupperware? <laughs> I don't know. No, I didn't. Would you like some more leftovers? <laughs> Here's some egg salad. Or is it? Uh, but no, he, he definitely did it. And when he opened it, it was, <laughs> it turns out that if you do that, the fart just sits there and gets progressively worse. Stink, <laughs> stink plays on stink and there's un, unseeable bacteria. Yeah, it's kind of like, a, yeah. Just, just having sex with each other and multiplying yeah. and just making smellier bacteria. It's kind of like they say, you know, a bottle of wine tastes different. Every day. Like, yeah. if you opened it on a Tuesday, it tastes different than it would have on Monday. Right. Like you're supposed to open a red and let it let it breathe, breathe for half yeah. an hour before you start drinking it. 
Yeah, this is like that. This one, I could it just, it would have stank differently on the Monday than it did on the Tuesday. <laughs> Either way, it was awful. I mean, when he opened it, it really filled the room. But anyhow. That's funnier than a lingering fart. <laughs> My bedroom is situated where the bed is in the center, and there's sort of a horseshoe shape around it of, of floor space. And... Last this happened last night. I was kissing my wife goodnight. I was going to go back downstairs, stay up for a little bit, but the lamp on my side of the bed was still on. So as I'm saying goodnight, I fart, mm -hmm. walk around the bed. Now I'm dragging <laughs> it with me to my lamp. When I get to my lamp, I fart again. Yeah. Walk back to her for one more goodnight kiss. And at this point, I have now created a nice horseshoe <laughs> of just awful, awful like Reese's peanut butter eggs, Ooh. one too many fart. And as I'm walking out of the room, she just goes, "Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's it's on both sides. Yeah. So whichever way you face, you're, you're kind of in you a You can't bad, show favoritism. <laughs> I, I wanted to create a cyclone of awful. Yeah. And I did. Yeah. So it's a nice even balance in there. Nice. Yeah. It turns out if you buy the uh, Reese's peanut butter eggs that they put out for Easter and just start eating them on a regular basis, it, it will do a number on your stomach. Nice. Here we're seeing uh, Tony's Russian girlfriend. She's upset with him about something. I can't remember what, but she's, I mean... To be fair, she's she's usually pissed about him, about something, no matter what. Wait, you can't. I don't know. You can't blame her. She's just a. She's just his punch, you know. Yeah, but you gotta think that she knew what she was getting into. But she's irrational. She's young. She actually loves Tony. How old do you think she is? Twenty-ish, twenty-one, twenty-two. Mm. Because later on, when he tries to get her a job, when he breaks up with her a couple seasons ago, later, she gets upset because the modeling. The, Modeling director says she's too old because she's 27. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Now he's talking to Carmella, and this is when he first spots uh, the rat. I don't remember the rat's name, do you? We'll probably, I don't. Probably flash on the screen here in yeah. a second. It's a guy that flipped back in the day. Some people got put away for it. Life. And, uh, and he's just up there living the good life in Maine, running a travel agency out of a trailer, <laughs> dressing, you know, kind of waspy for, a, you know, a former made guy. And uh, and Tony is almost certain that he sees him. Tony could die in this episode. Yeah, well, if it hadn't been for Drunk Meadow. Yeah, good old Drunk Meadow. I can't believe you're taking me away from, from my friends. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm watching this series on my own, apart from the podcast, and I'm into season two right now, and I just, I just love all of her just whiny bitching. Like when she gets caught or in trouble for throwing the party at, at their grandma's house, yeah. and yeah, there's, great. there's puke everywhere. It's like, it wasn't my fault. <laughs> it's like, who threw the party? <laughs> you got to take responsibility. <laughs> Especially when there's like, what is the one that ecstasy, the party, and... Yeah. Yeah. This is when Meadow kind of first realizes that her old man might be in more than waste management. She knew. She had a... She, she had an she, inkling. She flat out asks him here, though. Yeah. She says, are you in the mafia? I mean, that's a, a kind of a big part of the series. Yeah. And Legion makes his first appearance on the show. <laughs> you know, you try and you try, but you can't, you can't kick him out of the sound studio. What are you going to do? No. Hold on. So, yeah, Tony and uh, Meadow, they're driving, and he's, he's, tr he's trying to track this guy, but he's also got to get to Colby College, and it's a whole big thing. And uh, over the course of this trip, she kind of decides to work up the courage to ask him if he's mobbed up. Look, I love what he's like. You're you're Italian and you're in waste management. Everybody assumes you're mobbed up. <laughs> like, yeah, well, you well, can't. Yeah, I mean, you, you are in New Jersey. 
Waste management. I didn't think we were supposed to do these play-by-plays anymore. Well, no, but I mean, you know, why, I mean, why not talk about it a little bit? So we can say later, this is still a Sopranos yeah. podcast? Yeah, you know, episode four. Let me ask you this. No Sopranos. Episode five, a little heavy on the Sopranos. Let me ask you this. Yeah, you know, like we talked about before, contemporarily, where would these people stand? So, like, given this last two weeks, I mean, we could say the entirety of the, the latest president's term so far, but, like, given the, some of the things that everyone's talking about right now, like gun control, where would Carmela stand? <laughs> what would Carmela do? What would Carmela do? We're making those bracelets for the WWCD merchandise. Yeah, yeah. Nobody will want one. <laughs> I think. I think. Uh, you know. I think Carmela would do what she does with her. It's like she would probably hate it and and think it's terrible. I think they do a potluck at the church or something. Raise some money for what? Like the victims? I don't know. Yeah, they, they do she a lot probably, of silent well, Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, the priest would be there mm-hmm. to hang out and offer his opinion and and mooch off of whatever she has in the freezer. And uh, hey, Legion's got a bow on. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, so he's obviously going to be there, and she would get together with all of her her uh, other housewife friends who were mobbed up or, you know, or widows now, and they would all talk about how terrible and tragic it is. But I don't think they would have an opinion one way or another about how to fix it. Mm. Because they, I mean... Well, she's got an AK in her Greek column. And a grenade. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She's a live grenade. We just talked about that. still funny to me. She's a live grenade (laughs) hidden in a Greek column in her kitchen. Underneath her bedroom. Ready to go. (laughs) Yeah, underneath the bedroom. Which I still, it's like, why have a home defense anything if you have to go downstairs and get into the kitchen before you can use it? (laughs) Are you assuming someone's going to break into your house through the attic Mm -hmm. and that you have a second to run down your stairs half asleep and pull the pen and throw it at them? There's a Jim Jeffries stand up where it's like that. Oh, you fuckers are going to get it now. Just stay right there. I'll be right back. (laughs) Let me walk downstairs. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I. I have this argument and poke fun all the time um, that people that, you know, do have a concealed carry permit and they carry a handgun for self-defense, but they don't carry it ready to go. It's like, do you think a mugger is going to give you a second to to rack the slide? Like, I know you want my wallet. Give me one second. <laughs> I have more cash in here. I can I'm going to you. I'm going to pull this gun out real quick and I just need to rack the slide and make sure the safety's off mm-hmm. and then I'm going to shoot you. Yeah. So <laughs> and go. <laughs> Like it's not likely. Like if you're gonna go to that extent, you need to have it ready to shoot at a moment's notice. You shouldn't have it hidden in a column in your uh, kitchen while you're upstairs asleep. Is Tony a? Is Tony? Did Tony vote for Trump? I have said this from before we started the podcast. I think Tony would love Donald Trump. And you've even made the point about how he liked uh, Cheney. Cheney and, for president of the fucking universe. Yeah, because they benefited from those policies in terms of a personality. He's from New York. He says it like it is. He doesn't pull any punches. No bullshit. Uh, I think Tony would like the rhetoric. Tony is probably kind of a racist. I'm not saying that Donald Trump is, because as we all know, you can't know a man's heart. <laughs> but <laughs> that is such the shit I get all the time. <laughs> but you it's not a very, un- very unchristian move to judge someone. But what you can say is, people like David Duke, who used to run the Klan, were very vocal about liking Donald Trump. People on the extreme right who are openly racist were very vocal about their support for our current president. And I don't think Tony is that racist, 
but he does, you know, he, he does uh, express a, a dislike for uh, black people, foreigners, etc. And so there's a chance that the, uh, the, the Trump campaign style would have appealed to him in that mm. sense, too. I can just envision Pauly wearing a Make America Great Again shirt. Absolutely you can. Or if nothing else, uh, like making hijacked shirts to sell. Yeah. You know. If anything, the only one who would sort of be like, this fucking guy would be Chris Moltisanti, you know, because he's slightly younger. So if anything, he'd be the one to kind of be like, "Eh, I don't know. But none of them would like Hillary because she's a woman. And as you learn when Tony goes to Italy in season two, a woman boss, you know. Unheard of. Would never work here. <laughs> so women can't be in positions of power. And, uh, you know, this Donald Trump guy, he's one of us. I 100% believe. And I think as the series goes on, it'll be validated in different ways, like the Dick Cheney comment. I think that uh, most of this crew would like it. You know what? Now that I'm watching Tony and, and Meadow have dinner, I'm thinking those would have made some really great interlude comments or uh, segments between them two. I had... The show been on when Obama. She would have been an Obama staffer. Oh, she would have been working for the campaign. She's a bleeding heart liberal kid that went and did that. You know, voluntary pro bono. Yeah, that pro bono legal work. Like, yeah, the the arguments between the two of them politically over Obama, over Hillary, over Trump. I mean, it would have made great. The series could have gone on for forever. The stuff I usually fast forward (laughs) through, I would have stayed to watch. Let's put it that way: the dinner scenes, the bullshit. I think. uh, I think. I think Tony is a perfect example of uh, of that. You know, he he would undoubtedly be, even though it goes against everything that he does for a living. You know, he's a murderer, a loan shark. <laughs> you know, he's a he's a, a third generation immigrant. He's an organized criminal um, in charge of the New Jersey crime family. And you may stereotypically thinking you would think that the left would be easier on those kind of guys, and the right wouldn't be. Um, you know, maybe they wouldn't love Jeff Sessions, but they I don't probably that. like Donald Trump. Maybe it's not even that they're, they, they don't, they're not politically aligned at all. It's just that times are better for them when there is kind of a more Republican air, when there's war happening, when there's, yeah, when there's, uh, you know, when you have disasters like Katrina, that's where they made a bunch of money with their no bid contracts. Yeah. You know, it just seems like maybe they are more profitable during those times than they are when, uh. Someone blue is in there. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. And that's not necessarily that that's always the case with every That's like a whole other thing, too. Think about it. the politics of the Sopranos. Because yeah. it's, it's never overt. It's it's always something that's kind of left on the on the fringes. And, and they, like when they do when it is political, it's usually when Tony is reading a newspaper, you might see a headline. There's yeah. a few a few scenes like that. Or they're sitting at the Bing watching television. Waiting, you know, waiting for the action to start, or someone comes in and yeah. starts talking actual family business. But there's always interludes. No, it's Fox or, News, or, no doubt. That's that's what they're so? going to watch. Okay, <laughs> they're not watching. C-SPAN. They're not watching One American News. They're not. They're not watching. Or no, they wouldn't. Be. Maybe they would. That's yeah. Polly. That, Polly would be watching One American News. <laughs> you said Polly in the hat. I could totally picture Tony on his boat. Oh, the Make the America, America Great Again. Again. Oh, definitely. Like that's, definitely. That, that would be his because he doesn't wear hats unless he's on the boat. That what well, that if, he, if he, and he wouldn't he. If he's not wearing the John F. Kennedy hat, he would definitely have the yeah. Make America Great Again. And even though they're all probably not legally allowed to have firearms, they would, again, align with the right on on guns in general. They, I just don't think they care. Yeah. It's like if they're going to own an AK regardless, yeah. and they definitely are not well, legally allowed. Chances are the, the weapons they own 
are not registered. They're not registered, and they are the kind of gun that that leftists freak out about every time there's a shooting. They are probably full automatic, very many, Ill, very illegal weapons. They're just there for this. Are sporting rifles, Brent? These are. <laughs> I, you hey. know, I had a thought too the other day. I, I was on a Facebook. Uh, I had a little back and forth with a particular family member, and she, she this person. <laughs> had shared a meme it basically said hey you young kids who are trying to quote ban guns more 11 kids a day dying by texting and driving maybe we should ban cars and phones <laughs> and i was saying wait a minute that's just a false equivalency across well, the board well i use my car and my phone for sport so <laughs> yeah pornhub right away i get it but what i'm saying is so i'm well, not in the car if there's traffic well yeah <laughs> <laughs> One little quick vid if you're yeah. sitting in bumper to bumper. But let me finish what I'm saying here. So I basically said that I think we're drawing a false equivalency here. Yes, texting and driving kills people, but so does hypertension kill people from your generation. Not ours, but theirs, well, the older. Yeah. Heart disease Heart is disease, the number one right? killer. So stop eating shit. And we'll, everybody texts and drives. I've literally seen every subsect yeah. of the society text Meanwhile, while we've had this dumb conversation, another teenager just killed 20 people <laughs> with a gun. My point was, my, po- and my other point was, I don't think these kids that you see from, what's the name of the school? It's so long, I forget it. It's not like Sandy Hook or Columbine. It's, it's like, something Douglas. Douglas Parker Douglas. I think it's a woman's name. Like, Maybe like Marjorie. Marjorie Douglas. Yeah. Anyways, these kids you just call them the Parkland kids at this point. Right. These these young people that are out being called actors and yeah, they're not real. actors. They're all actors. They're all actors. They're being paid by George Soros. They don't right. even go to that school. Well, yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> they're actually twenty nine. None of it even happened. Alex Jones has been right the whole time. It's, it's all, all a false flag. False flag. Yeah. It's not real. But anyways, there's I, no I, dead people. I was saying. I don't think actually I know they're not calling for a gun ban. Yeah. That's preposterous. Yeah. They're just asking that these military style weapons yeah. not be able to be purchased by an eighteen year old. Right. And you know, and I was talking about that and I said, these aren't these are again, I have to preface, these are military weapons. These aren't these aren't sporting rifles. I saw a video of Reagan saying that. I was like, if Reagan said it, why can't y'all all take well, he's that a as rhino. universal truth? He's a rhino. Maybe. <laughs> But anywho, I was saying if this was a sporting weapon, can you? This is I was all building to this. Yeah. Can you imagine if we redid, if they remade Bambi, and rather than the hunter <laughs> killing Bambi's mom in the first five minutes, like what if it, Bambi was in school, and someone just comes in with with an AR-16 or an AK, yeah. just guns down twenty little deerlets, right? That would make for a much more interesting start to Bambi. Well, yeah, yeah. and then you get it's then during the comforting process, you pick. It's just a sporting rifle. <laughs> you know, this is just the world we live in where people hunt with automatic weapons that can fire off, you know, Every, 90 rounds a second. I, I am uh, I am a conundrum in that I am very liberal, but I'm also kind of fond of, of guns. I like to shoot them. I like to shoot them as well. I have a couple. I used to have more. I got mm. rid of a lot of the ones that I thought were too dangerous to have around when the kids came along. Sure. But I and I have a very good friend who's probably one of the most liberal guys I know, and he has several sporting rifles, and we get together and shoot them on a regular basis. I understand the fun of going to the range and putting holes in paper with them, but I'm also willing if somebody were to come up with a statistic and say, "Hey, we think if we got rid of these, we might see less of this." What do you think? If that's me and I have that gun, I'd be like, well, you know what? Fine. I, I, I'll live shooting other stuff. It's mm. not the end of the world. Because him and every other gun enthusiast I know, whether they are leftists or, or on the right, will admit this is a horrible hunting round. 
this bullet is not designed to take down deer. It's designed to maim people so that a soldier mm. can hit a guy in the knee and the bullet can exit through his face right. and screw up his insides on the way out. Yeah. It's designed to take people down with poor accuracy. Mm. You don't have to hit someone in the chest or the head with it because it's going to screw them up no matter where it goes in. And they're not going to be able to fire back. That's not a deer hunting round. I actually had an argument with uh, another Facebook argument with somebody I didn't know uh, saying that some of these weapons, in this case he referenced the AR, uh, are necessary to hunt boar or coyotes because because you sometimes have to have a second round fast. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, look, if you're going to hunt a boar or what a mean, coyote. What's he, what he means is I really want to shoot a pig 30 times. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, I, I, I wanted to respond with like, look, when I go kill endangered species, yes, I take my AR-15. <laughs> that white rhino is just not going to go down with a .30-06. But my point is like, I'm sorry, that, that that is not defensible. Like to say that this one particular animal, and you know, he would probably counter with, well, boars are really running wild. We have to but keep so the population I know guys that go boar hunting for sport twice a year with in Texas. Knives. And they, no, they, go, they go with like, four, they go with 44 Magnum handguns. Right. They go with handguns that are that are uh, revolvers. They have six, five or six rounds of 44 Magnum, and that's it. Because you need a quick draw and easy control over a hand. None of them would go shoot with that round. That's a that that would be. You would need 30 because the thing would probably still charge at you. <laughs> and they say if you don't kill a wild boar when they're charging, they will literally rip your leg off. I'm sure. Like so, you have to have a huge, mean, dirty, hairy size round to take those fuckers out. Right. Not an AR-15. Coyotes, maybe. Well, don't, I don't. by that logic, just for just to ar- <laughs> for argument at sake, then we I've heard your your metaphor you used right a little while ago, where an AR fifteen round mm-hmm. can go into your hip and exit your back of your shoulder and yeah. rip you from top, you know, from gooch to smooch. I mean, I, but wouldn't why would that not apply to a boar? If you caught a boar in the shoulder, why would an AR fifteen round not come out his asshole after shredding him? Hey, you know what? I just like shooting it, okay? <laughs> no, I'm just, hey, I'm just presenting it. I know that that argument is ridiculous. No, I got into a Facebook argument with a guy I don't even know about this. And once I said, dude, be honest. You think it looks cool and you get off on the idea of getting to use it one day if somebody breaks into your house. And that's all it comes down to. Yeah. I, I know that thought because I have a cowboy style lever gun and I've thought, how fucking scary would that be if an intruder came in and I got to rack that? And that would be enough to probably scare The sound alone, yeah. That's why I, the only gun I, well, I don't want to tell. <laughs> I, own, I own many it's guns. an AR-15. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Shit. No, I, I mean, I, I get both sides of the debate. The thing that I think is obvious in the current political times with Parkland... <laughs> is the right is run out of arguments because their biggest argument that I see perpetuated online now is that it's fake, that these are actors. They're Mm. trying to discredit the kids that saw their friends get murdered in front of them because they've run out of a common sense argument for keeping that kind of gun around. And I've made this point too uh, when I was kind of playing devil's advocate with a very liberal friend of mine. Even if we somehow miraculously banned and removed all AR-15 style rifles from the market tomorrow, the next kid that wants to do this is going to have other options. Most hunting rifles have a ten, five or ten round capacity, and they shoot the same. They shoot the same round. Well, the, the shoot they just look slightly the, less intimidating. It's like a, we had this argument with a certain BT uh, who may or not may or may not listen. 
<laughs> he's got time. I, I doubt he does. Uh, he does have spare time. He does have spare time. But the shooting in, I think it was Westboro, Arkansas, is one of the first that really hit. This was 20 years ago, 1998, I don't want to say. He, before I, Columbine? Yeah. Okay. Um, he did much the same way that you see a lot of these shooters do, where you pull the fire alarm and as children are walking out, yeah. you pick. But he used a hunting rifle. Yeah. It was just a, well, sing, yeah, the, it was a single shot, uh, or not single <clears throat> shot, but um, yeah, bolt action. Yeah. And killed several. Well, that was the point I made when I was talking, you know, we, were, we weren't arguing, we were just discussing. And I was like, you, if you get rid of high capacity semi-automatic rifles that are modeled after the military and look intimidating, you still have semi-automatic weapons because most hunters, I mean, some do use bolt action, but a lot of hunters use semi-automatic hunting rifles. Mm-hmm. They just have a five round internal magazine that you don't see sticking out and it's on a wooden stock. So it's a little less intimidating looking, but the issue with kids buying guns and using them to shoot people, it won't go away by getting rid of a particular type of rifle. But I do think there is a bit of an argument that what does any civilian need this particular kind for? And even if they don't go away, it looks fucking cause it looks cool and I like shooting it. Oh, okay. Well, is that worth dead kids? I don't, I would argue no, but I think I is it worth dead anybody? Yeah. That's the real thing. Like we look at it in the, in this guy, in this vein now of school shootings, but it isn't like it's simply yeah. children. Well, the thing that made the most sense that 45 said this week that, um, that everybody's just up his ass for on the right is changing the age from 18 to 21. Now that doesn't mean an 18 year old kid wouldn't be able to go buy one on the black market. You can still buy heroin on the black market. But it would have made it more difficult for this Parkland kid. Mm. If he hadn't been able to buy any gun at his age, he might not have done it at all. He might have tried something else with a car. They or, can get it anywhere. I'm going to throw, throw you a, a real interesting... I won't call it a fact because I have no <laughs> verifiable truth on this. But I know someone who is extremely smart and deals... Uh, their career is in psycho- criminal psychology. Mm. They've worked in several of the, of the country's largest uh, correctional institutions stories are are fairly awful uh, but they like what they do but she was saying that one of the places where these people get guns remarkably is from police officers who are underpaid of course yeah and not all police officers are good as we know a majority are no you're wrong they're all heroes they're all uh, (laughs) a majority of them are heroes if in the if you want to use that word uh, most of them are just good hard-working people that want to protect and serve that's a true story yeah that's that fucking speed traps right and they occasionally (laughs) they occasionally have to hit the county quota but there are others who to to help themselves financially yeah if they came across these weapons they don't report them and they ended up Turn around and selling them back in illegally, yeah, into the black market, into the hands of the people that inevitably may use them <laughs> to kill other people and or officers and or school children. So you're saying that they're a crooked policeman? Well, I'm just saying that when I heard that, <laughs> I I was I, I asked this person. I said, "Did you have verifiable proof on that?" And she's like, "Well, no, but when you've d- spoken to as many." Uh, inmates that have no reason to lie, not going any anywhere, yeah. and ask them where did you get that weapon? And he, this person he or she clearly says, "I bought it from an officer." Yeah, I mean, I mean, could she be lying? Yeah, but it would be totally out of context and unrational un- because it wasn't like, yeah, I was, at, I wasn't. This wasn't a reporting job. I, I wasn't calling. Hey, this is Austin from the New York Times. This is just like, <laughs> yeah. hey, it's, uh, you know, what do you think about this? You work in that field. What do you think about this kid that, that did this shooting last Friday? And yeah. 
that we it spawned well, yeah, into a whole other conversation. The, I think that's the bigger point. Legal or not, available good, yeah, or not, yeah. somebody who's hell bent on doing it will find a way to do it, whether it's with a gun or a car or whatever. You could you could pull the fire alarm, run out to your Jeep, and then just start driving over people if you wanted to as they <laughs> ran out of the building. That's true. If if he was that committed, he could. The argument is in this particular case, he bought this weapon and several others through legal over the counter at Walmart or wherever Dick Sporting Goods wherever means not no mo yeah not well yeah he did it all the right way by the book and even though he had like what 40 some odd red flags he was still able to buy this one and several others mm. and Trump's point of all people speaking common sense in the room was let's change it to 21 this this one instance right here might have been changed if it was 21 and even a stronger point he made was you can buy a handgun right now at 21 um, Checking my notes. I hear you. <laughs> I have them right here. That's at number five. I hear you, Brent. I remember when I wanted to buy a handgun, I found out you had to be 21. And the first thought I had was, well, that doesn't make any sense because I know I could go buy uh, an AR right now because my buddy who's 19 has one. And that is a higher capacity and a bigger... Like, what's the difference between that and... A hand, like, who, who decided... Well, handguns are extra dangerous mm. so you got to be 21 but the uh high capacity uh, magazine ar 18 you're fine mm. that's the that's the funny thing to me about what i've heard on the news uh, with this parkland stuff is these 17 year old kids they they're not old enough to really handle this this level of debate <laughs> but in a few months they can go out and buy one that's perfectly okay <laughs> It's like, did you, it's like, are you, you immature 17 year olds? You don't know anything about <laughs> guns, but when you turn 18 next month, feel free to buy as many as you like. Yeah. It's like, you're not smart enough to talk about it with the grownups, but we're okay with you having one when you turn 18 <laughs> in a, in a couple of weeks. So once you, once you hit that, then we can talk. I'll tell you, me and Leah, I, I always, I used to go just for the fun of it when you'd see like, you know, you'd be on the radio and be like, gun show, good yeah. Covington, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. One. Yeah. They're. I go for the people watching. And I thought, you know, I'd tell... Told, and how? I told Leah, I was like, <laughs> we should go to this one that's near, near our house. This was probably six, seven, eight months ago. And uh, we get there, parking lot's full. Start walking up. And you immediately feel a little uncomfortable and that you're the only person not carrying a weapon. Like, yeah. from the car to the show or to the show, from, to back to your car. Yeah. And we got up there, and Leah just started being like, you could tell she was just like, I don't know, I don't know about this. It wasn't the guns at that point; it was the people. Yeah, uh, I'd say one and two had some Trump paraphernalia on or about yeah. their person. Um, just generally, they look like the that type of person you see at a gun show. <laughs> you have the same feeling looking at them about your safety around guns as the right wing does when they look at who we let vote. <laughs> like, can you believe they let these people vote? It's like, yeah, I can, because they're allowed to by law and age. And then you go to the gun show, it's like, can you believe they just let all these fuckers have these? <laughs> these, 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 these people murderers? That like, guy's got a beard down to his ass. It's going to get caught in whatever he shoots. <laughs> oh, another thing, excuse me about home, home protection. I, I, I have a shotgun. It's lovely. It's an antique. I've had it cleaned and, and some new parts went on to it. It's a, it's a lovely weapon. Yeah. But to your point, if something was to happen here, just the sound. Sound alone. The sound alone. But I take it a step. I've always thought I'd take it a step farther because I think intimidation will be a lot. Yeah. Right. Not just the weapon. So I keep a, like, a, I don't know, 12 inch short machete. 
got it a couple of years ago. I love that little thing. Duct taped it to no, it? No, I just put it in my mouth like a pirate. So they they look and see <laughs> me with this machete in my I'm mouth. We're running out of rounds. We're going to hand right. combat. We're going handy with combat. And yeah. I always love Adam Carolla has a funny list of things he wants to do before he dies. And one of them is to put a knife in between his teeth and dive into a body of water. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm kind of right there with you. Hopefully it wouldn't like backfire and stab me in the face. But yeah, like to just put the blade in there and then dive in. That's, that's on my I'd have to be too. careful with my blade. It has a serrated. Yeah. Where that, where it meets the hilt. So well, I mean, if we're talking like, we're talking like hip buck knife that doesn't, you know, fold, okay. you know, we're talking cause I mean something really large and heavy, it's going to be hard to hold in your teeth. When you, you know, the you know, the only hands. way to improve on this is to swing out. And then drop into the water. Like rather than just jumping into a body of water, you would want to well, do like a rope better. swing. Yeah. yeah. So you get that more pirate yeah. pirate feel, which it's is actually really, my dream. That's really I, what we're going for here. If, I, if someone said, let's go back in time, what do you want to do? You can keep Jesus. I don't need to see the Gettysburg Address. <laughs> uh, I want to be a pirate. I would just give me like a day in the life of a privateer. I saw a cool thing about pirates the other day, funny enough. They wore eye patches. This is, I don't know how provable this is, but the article was explaining that a lot of pirates wore an eye patch, not because they were missing an eye, but so that they always had an eye that was ready to see in darkness. Mm. So that when they took over an enemy ship and went below deck, they could immediately flip it up and see as clearly as they saw daylight above deck. And if, if there's like a weird stop here, it's because we did stop for a second. But we're talking about pirates. Well, and, your eye patch thing. Yeah. So what they they would keep the eye covered so that their one eye was always trained to see in the dark, so they could go below deck to start hand to hand combat and see right away without having to have their eyes adjust to the lack of light. Mm. I read that, and I also read that the reason they had gold earrings was to pay for their funeral on land because none of them wanted to be buried at sea if they could avoid it. And if they had some precious metal attached to their body, assuming their friends were honorable people, which they probably weren't, they could uh, take the earrings out, melt them down, and, and pay for their, uh, their land burial. Don't know if you know this. I'm a semi-expert on the privateers of the Caribbean. I can tell by your haircuts. Yes. <laughs> uh, two things. They rarely attack. I don't doubt. Hey, 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 hey Legion. Hey, 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 hey. No, come here. I don't want kisses right now. We, we have a special guest, by the way, someone that just had to sit on Pirate our... expert, Leah Martin is here. <laughs> she's a heating pad expert, which happens to be placed in our studio, so she's crashing the scene. Studio slash living room. Um, no, but what I was... I, don't, I, don't, I haven't heard anything that I can discount your, your eye patch theorem. It's something I want to kind of try. Like, I want to get um, a legit eye patch and, like, keep my eye open... And uh, and walk into like a, a bathroom and see. Well, <laughs> we can try that. I will say, I I don't know why they they rarely, just across the board, the privateers, and they would have preferred that. There were definitely pirates, but mm. they rarely attacked other ships, and and went to pitched sea battles. They were a land fighting force. Mm. They were not. They were frankly horrible sailors. <laughs> that's a true. That's a very true story. Henry Henry Morgan is probably the greatest pirate. He could make an argument for Blackbeard, but Henry Morgan was one of the greatest privateers to ever live. A terrible sailor, mm. sunk more ships by running them into shoals <laughs> than he. I don't know why it keeps happening. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, we, we hit this channel like every three months. <laughs> you think I'd remember? You know what it is? It's the rum. <laughs> yeah. It's the rum. And he did a lot of that. It's the rum. Uh, 
But you know, quick factoid. Syphilis isn't helping either. Yeah. He, <laughs> died of, he died of alcoholism. Um, <laughs> quick factoid while we're, we're, we are on pirates. Did you know that they had, uh, basically had the world's first organized health insurance? I think I did know that. I think I read that as part of the article. So it wasn't in the sense that they were like, you got to go to the doctor and the pirates paid for it with an All HMO. All right, matey. <laughs> Bend over and cough. Yeah, it wasn't that. But if they... they That's Jim. He's the doctor. Don't shake his hand. We don't have gloves. <laughs> exactly. We haven't developed we latex haven't, yet. Yeah, latex. Leather doesn't. It chafes. Uh but he but, only eats with his right hand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they would, if they would, they, like any good employer, both then and now, should understand is if you incentivize, you're going to win. If you give the people on your crew, or in this case, in your cubicle or your office, more reason to fight harder because it's going to financially mm-hmm. benefit them, then you're going to win more than you lose. So in this case, if a pirate was the bravest one and the first two, if they were going into um, a fortification, the first guy over the tip top, if he lived, <laughs> was given a 50 pieces of eight bonus. Okay. Uh, the first person to get what was essentially a, a hand grenade, it was called a grenadier then, but if you were able to get it in, your first was over the parapet, you got 25 pieces of eight. Hmm. But as far as the health insurance, if you lost a leg, you would receive 200 pieces of eight. If you lost... Dep- an arm, whether yeah. you were right arm, left arm, that one would cost more depending upon with whether you were left or right-handed. Okay. Same thing went for an eye. Uh, you got paid more if you lost an eye than you say you lost a leg. Or I might have been the other way around. <laughs> but what I love most about the when you see people that celebrate, and the, uh, Tony and the guys are essentially pirates. Yeah, they're modern day pirates. Um, but what what the, the, the line the that they would not have understood if they would like they, I think they're manly enough. They have such ego that they would compare themselves to, you know, the pirates of the Bucketeers, Buccaneers yeah. of the world. But what they may not know, and one of my favorite little historical facts, I think I know, is we get the word buccaneer, mm-hmm. like the football team, from bucan, which is dried meat, basically Caribbean beef jerky, yeah, which was made by the Buccaneers, the Buccaneers. This was a subsect that was male only, yeah, and this was written down. Mm-hmm. They lived with one other person, yeah, and a pairing. And they were life bonded. Yeah. So they've never been able to adequately, you know, finalize the fact that these men were gay. But it yeah. is really, really likely <laughs> that these were men yeah. living together for life. Yeah. And these weren't swash. These weren't guys with eye patches and bandanas. They they had run, they lived on an island, slaughtered their 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 clothes and skin would become so drenched with cow blood that it would actually tinge. They would look black. Mm. When they would show, and they would just trade bucan, mm-hmm. the dried meat, for whatever seafaring sea vessel came by, whether if they needed whatever you might need. If you yeah. needed a new knife, you know how it is. It's a barter, barter and trade. But they would trade the meat for whatever they needed, and they stayed in that place almost for the entirety of their lives. They would occasionally be, if they could convince them to come out for a cause. <laughs> Morgan was capable. Yeah. Morgan got the Buccaneers, the, some of the, the old guard, as they were. Reminds me of Black Sails. A lot of those guys, some of those inland pirates were were buccaneers. The guy that made them cut all the wood. I can't remember that particular scene, but I don't know. Black Sails is fantastic. If you haven't the, seen it, the article I read speculated that's where the term matey actually came from. Right. Was the the mate that you chose to sort of be your life partner, more or less, uh, 
And yeah, the article did speculate the same thing that these that these men, you know, they got it on. Not all pirates, but the buccaneers. Yeah, and, and that's it, that is not like they're not one and the same. <laughs> so that's why I love it. If you think about Tony and Paulie, right? <laughs> Hello, <laughs> a vast matey. People don't know this, but that's where the term butt pirate comes from. <laughs> They always thought it was a quip, but no. <laughs> no, it's actually steeped in history. <laughs> Over the pirate Let's talk. Let's go get those Spanish. <laughs> Over all the pirate talk, we completely missed uh, all the Car- state. Carmela's uh, romantic, uh, romantic, Interlude. almost blowjob-like encounter with the priest <laughs> where she gets communion at home, drunk on wine. And I think, isn't this the same episode where she busts out the grenade in the AK because she thinks... No. No, it's no, not. That's, that's, the very, that's the pilot. Oh yeah, that's right. Because she's Meadows sneaking when, when into the When Meadows house. still had yeah. the schnoz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, she. They get loaded on wine, and it's raining. So I guess the priest can't drive home because you know you can't drive in the Didn't rain. Didn't they watch one of the Godfathers? He's always wanting to watch <laughs> mob movies at Carmela's house. Yeah, well, that's like you think you would try to like. Let's watch <laughs> Serendipity tonight. Let's break up the monotony. Hey, Carmela, think we could watch Scarface. What do you think? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, how do you feel about Goodfellas? No. Okay. Uh, Casino? No. All right. Well, uh, that pretty much <laughs> that's it. Leaves the Godfather. That's the only three I have on Blue Blu-ray, <laughs> uh, which is brand new. Got it from Tony. Uh, but it's see, like better than Laser This is kind of what I'm talking about. The only politics you see in the show are when there's like a newspaper in the background. Yeah, and a headline. Yeah, and this is when the priest has to kind of admit that he has a thing for her, but he can't act on it. And then she makes a joke about you know all the priests in the world. I got the one who isn't gay. You know. Uh, it's just the whole scene. It's just very erotic. It's the most erotic in-home communion probably ever televised. <laughs> At least televised. Maybe not ever, but ever televised. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the little touch. Oh, look at that. And it just goes to, it, it, to me. It's a good display of yes, Tony has Gumars and he's cheating on her, but she's kind of you know uh, she's kind of stepping out on him a little it's, bit it's too. It's an emotional cheat. She she knows she's safe to be alone with the priest because he can't touch. So yeah, it's everything but the physical that she's getting with this guy. You could make an argument. Physical, emotional cheating, one and the same. I know you didn't do it, but you did it in your heart. <laughs> exactly. And that's what matters the most. I like how later on, I mean, he does find out that the priest stayed, but he like keeps that information until later on. Yeah. At the end of season two, when he gets shot and the guys are all coming... When he gets back home from mm-hmm. his yeah. assassination attempt and the priest shows up and he's like, hey, how you doing? Stay in the night? It's like a quick <laughs> little barb and the priest is, and Carmela goes into save mode. Who else needs gabagool? Like it's like a real shift change. Roasted red peppers? Yeah. Uh, but, Tony's not dead. Let's snack. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're, I got in, this is what happens when you bring a guest that doesn't talk into the podcast. <laughs> they point what, at things uh, they what, want. Uh, yeah. Uh, what, uh, I have no idea. What, uh, we're about to see... Ooh, the hit. What's his face with the three wedding rings. What the hell is that about? Uh, <laughs> was he a woman? <laughs> He's got like three bands on. He has a silencer on this gun too, doesn't he? Yeah. What, yeah. I mean, what do you Look need? at the size of that silencer. Like, how does it... It almost doesn't even look like a silencer. It looks like a German Luger or something. It does, but good grief. Uh, another yeah, thing, thing about so the Dern, Dern, go ahead about the silencers. They're, they're not really that silent. Like I've heard, I've heard one shot before and it's still it's loud. not like a movie. It's still loud. It's yeah. just not as loud. Like you're not going to, you're not going to sneak anything past anyone. If anything, it would be effective if you were doing like a long distance hit for the military, mm. but it's not going to make a difference 
if there's a house near. I, I would like to shoot a a, a long, you know, a, re, a true sniper rifle, like a three three six or a fifty cal. Some, not a fifty cal, because that's to me that's just yeah. Is it a sniper rifle? You could rent one at some of the ranges I've been to, which I don't get because the range depth is 25 yards. Your dad shares that <laughs> one with a girl shooting it and her ass just jiggles. You know what I'm talking about? He shared that. it a couple yeah. weeks ago. Girl yeah. just, I showed it to Leah. She's like, she just looks like she's just wearing nothing. Just ass just jiggling. Yeah. But, um, I love the YouTube gun fail videos where somebody's filming their girlfriend who doesn't know any better getting ready to shoot a really powerful weapon like this is funny she's gonna fall on her ass like yeah and possibly kill one of you like it's not funny maybe you should tell her to brace herself or would you go to a travel agency that's just a trailer i would only a- go to a travel agency <laughs> like if you're trailer. booking your italian trip are you really gonna go there you know, know what i've been thinking about taking a trip to italy uh there's a guy up in the woods in maine with a trailer <laughs> where he can get us a great deal now here's my pride. Another while we're doing kind of a fact checking, whether it's pirates or anything else, it this is one of the, not just in this show, just across all types of entertainment. The strangle, mm-hmm. I I think people should avoid it because they they make it seem and going back to any movie you've seen where someone gets strangled, whether it's hands or wire wrap or in this case looks like a piece of rope or electrical. Doesn't somebody get strangled in Goodfellas? Sure. Like with piano wire or something? I, oh, yeah. The, 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 uh, it's not more. When he's cleaning house during the Lufthansa. Yeah, but it's not, it's not. No, Maury gets one. Maury right. gets the screwdriver yeah. in the back of the head. But this, they, they, they came close, but people don't realize. I, I read a book one time about a particular murderer whose expertise was strangulation. And when they were, when he was mm-hmm. eventually captured and they're talking to him, he made the point that. In films, they just don't have this right. Yeah. Uh, this takes, this process takes five minutes. <laughs> Strangulation just doesn't work like that. It's not like in this case, this guy, would, they did an all right job, but they had him dead in 15, 20 seconds. Yeah. It's just not how strangulation works. It's a, it's a, and that's why he said it's almost a more evil process. Yeah. Because you, it's, you watch. You got to take you, your time. Yeah. You have to take your time. You, you, you're actually taking the breath from someone. And that, that takes, a lot longer than you see in movies. Tony foolishly, I know that he's checking for a pulse, but he touches this guy's neck. <laughs> where it's bloody. Where it's bloody. Fingerprint. From the from the wires, you know. So what uh they just glossed right over it. Like they're not mm. they're not a worry about that. Like someone's gonna find this body and go, hey, there's a fingerprint on his neck. And <laughs> hey, don't worry about that. That's fine. Yeah. That's stand it's probably his. It's probably his for he, where he was. He probably checked his own pulse after he was dead. <laughs> so no big no biggie there. Yeah. And then, of course, when I, right after he kills the guy, he looks up in the sky. And ducks and are there flying goes away. His, his, his ducks and oh, geese. Oh, no, I did something bad. Now my <laughs> ducks are leaving me. Now again. my daughter's going to college. I like how they went up there with a mercury. <laughs> of all the choices I Tony think, had. I would think to. they flew and rented. I can't imagine That's they drove true. from New Jersey to Maine in a mercury. Well, they're about to drive home, so we'll see what, when he pulls back into the... Well, the, I guess the chateau. I, yeah, I don't think they soprano because he's got that sweet also, suburban. You know what? One thing that really bothers <laughs> me about Tony's house always has. He's got those like military grade lights mm. that shine during the. If I'm a neighbor, I, I'm complaining. I mean, not to him <laughs> directly because it's Tony Soprano. Yeah, but 
The HOA. Yeah. Yeah. You imagine HOA meeting and Tony and Carmelo walked so in. So we've had a lot of complaints about the searchlights <laughs> at a particular residence. Don't, you know, not point any fingers. Um, I'm going to try and be as non-confrontational as possible because I want to keep my kneecaps. Am I right? Oh, oh nothing. Tough crowd. All right. So, anyways, if you could just maybe get a get a dimmer switch on those guys. But it really is like I know you're protecting your Tony Soprano, but like, you gotta scare you... the bears away. Oh God, don't you love the bear scene? What a little bitch AJ is, man. <laughs> Mommy, it was perfect too because he had just told her off <laughs> and tried to be a bigger man because they were. That's when, of course, Tony and Car- Carmelo were separated. So he was taking sides with his old man. Yeah. And then next scene, Mommy, <laughs> Mommy. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, what they, uh, to tie around to what we were saying earlier? AJ would be like 28 now, 29, yeah, probably ish, uh, 30. Uh, no, he'd be older than that because he's he's uh, like late elementary school, early middle school when the show started. All right, so he's 30. What? What? Two two part question. What is he doing? If he if the whole family we can assume wasn't uh, killed. Well, he's obviously end. running his club business or whatever it is he gets into. Well, didn't into. he get into a, was there something with cars? He's was driving it? a sweet Beamer after he finally gets oh, it's over. Movie. It's movies. Movies. Yeah. All right, so, so he might be living in Georgia. He could be. Well, not LA. anymore once the film industry leaves. Yeah. Thank, thank you, uh, Georgia legislators, for yeah. scaring off any and all business in this state. Oh, Amazon. Yeah. No more. But they want to create jobs, and this is how they're going to go about doing it. We're yeah. going to bring... Because it's really important <laughs> that a same-sex couple not be able to adopt one of the many it's childless very kids and that need role models of any type. And, you know, as as much as we're in favor for a small government that lets the free market dictate what does and doesn't go on, if you do something we don't like or that, you know, violates our own, you know, ethical code, we're going to use that big government to really have a serious impact on your private business's ability to save money. It's like Trey Crowder said in that video you shared. If you're not, it's like they're for you or for, or, you know, for like you said, small market until, but also we need you to agree with everything we, we think more yeah. on a moral, moral ground. Yeah. We're all, about- like I said, I'm not too concerned about it. Cause if you look at the Nazi marches, like he said, you know, they're systematic, not very, not clean, crisp. Yeah. And then you look at Charlottesville yeah. who you could easily distract half of them with a, you know, may- mayonnaise sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite line. Yeah. Uh, you, I, I'm not too concerned about it. <laughs> I can distract half that crowd with a tomato and mayonnaise. Oh, I guess you're right. They just pulled into the abode and they're yeah. back in the Chevy, so it must have been a rental. Yeah, no, I love the whole notion of we're all about personal liberty and individual freedom, unless we don't like what you're doing, and then we're going to use the hammer of big government to come down on you. And here's the things that we don't like. Um, uh, gays. Uh, if you're opposed to guns of any kind, we're going to come down on you. Delta, Delta, we're going to get rid of your, your, how about, how about uh, Melania? Her visa was on an Einstein visa program. Did you see this? (laughs) No, I didn't. So that's, that's the name of the, of the actual program that lets certain, um, people into the country. Mm. And it's either because they're intellectually incredibly smart and going to be coming to work at one of our, Oh, as in she's an Einstein. So let her come over here. Right. And, and the other thing, so, so, so she got over here on this particular plan, and so it's not so not, just, not just, just super smart people. It can be super. It can be um, big European or, or elsewhere sports stars. So this whole ninth wife to Donald Trump thing—that's just the long con. Yeah, <laughs> and check this out. So she gets over here. Only like fifteen or so odd people had ever gotten in on this program, and somehow she was one of them. 
mm. this model, which I'm not speaking ill of. If you are a model, please do subscribe. <laughs> but I'm not speaking ill of models, but I am saying the fact that she got over here with this program is, is just a little bit fishy. And then even better, you always hear the screaming, chain migration is bad. Yeah. Her parents came via chain migration, <laughs> and now they're about to be. But that's okay. They're about to be made into American citizens. But that's okay because she's married to a Republican and white and white. <laughs> that really helps. I think we've talked about this on the podcast before. I mean, yeah, we hit the real lottery here, man. <laughs> the trifecta: yeah, white and male in America. <laughs> I mean, think of the cosmos, the odds. Yeah, yeah, no, it's. I mean, we were like one of a trillion spermies, for one. So but, just the fact that we got to the egg and one is yeah, amazing. Then yeah. we were, were white. Hey, can you mind how dumb the other ones were if we're the ones that... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we just got lucky. We had our day. There's probably a really smart one in there. Like, would have done amazing shit. I'm not saying cure cancer, but like something crazy good. I mean, not a mayonnaise sandwich, but you could distract me with a sandwich. Yeah. You know. If you put ham on it with ham, the mayonnaise. And salami and provolone. Ooh. What were we talking about? <laughs> I don't remember. Somehow, something, something, blah, blah, political. <laughs> Guns, politics. Oh, we sopranos. were talking about business and Delta or whatever. I don't. I, yeah, they they just set up, you know, the legislation says no, adoption agencies can absolutely deny that same sex couples can adopt. Yeah. And it goes national, and the next thing you know, uh, all these movie producers, which watch anything on TV now, and at the end yeah. credits, you're going to see Made in Georgia with that little peach symbol. Not anymore. You can start. Well, no, I think it's going to. Some people don't care. Yeah. But I think you're going to slowly see a dissipation, especially at the legislature, because then the, they do this Delta thing. Yeah. Within within NRA, which it, it pissed off the governor. He was he was he not, signed it. Yeah, I know. I know he didn't have he didn't have a choice. Now I love Delta Delta's double down. I was like, we're not going to move. Yeah. You know. But guess what? What they're going to do, and as you've already seen, and I, yeah. I had already told somebody the other day, like, okay, you like Delta? Uh, you like that? all these, the state's largest employer? That's great. But your flights are going up. Yeah. Because if they're not, what they're not going to do is take that hit on their jet fuel tax. Yeah. They're just going to say, oh, that's cool. We'll just yeah. charge so you more. So thank you, Georgia Republicans, mm-hmm. for using big government to affect a private business that's ultimately just going to raise prices on people who buy plane tickets. All right. Delta is not going to get... And when less this. people start flying Delta and moving over towards this the Southwest... The, this or, is the Republican argument when liberals argue over raising taxes on corporations that the corporation's not going to take it in the ass. They're going to raise their prices on the people. And they just did the exact thing that they argue about mm. all the time. <laughs> they, have, they have essentially raised prices on tickets by taxing Delta by, because they don't like what they stand for. Uh, I just paused it right at the start. It's an interesting pause point. <laughs> the Twin Towers. Oh, I thought you were talking about your mama always said you'd be the chosen one. That too. <laughs> but I'm, yeah, it's weird but to see the towers. When we were talking, about, we got onto the film and all that because of what you were speculating AJ might be thinking or doing. Yeah, he's working. And on I the film. said earlier in the car that he's probably spending a lot of time on YouTube learning how to fill in his eyebrows. <laughs> Never came back right. <laughs> <laughs> you shaved those things off. Did, he, did they really? Like in real life, real life, probably not. They probably put some. some Because I have to say, they looked a little humpy, (laughs) where they they had put something over it to cover his eyes. I remember that was an episode where I had fallen asleep and I woke up to him in the bathroom with the draw with the shit all over his face Mm -hmm. and the no eyebrows and the black like Marilyn Manson T shirt or whatever it was. And I just remember thinking like, what the fuck happened in this episode? (laughs) I was asleep for twenty minutes. He went full juggalo. Ooh, don't get me started on them. 
Oh, AJ. <laughs> AJ should have had a Juggalo phase. That would have been. I'm willing to bet if we pay attention, we'll see a Hatchet Man somewhere in on in or, or on his person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just wonder what kind of things AJ would be posting. If AJ had a, a Facebook, you know, like what? Nothing interesting. No. <laughs> I mean, maybe it was comical. Maybe so. It's hard. It's hard to say. Like He's, one of those guys that does a lot of those. Uh, like trivia's, or you know, uh, the, I got a hundred percent of these right. I must be a genius. This is which queer eye character I am. <laughs> I took the test. Now you should too. I did take it, by the way. I'm, sure. I, I'm the one that that cooks. I, can't I just think don't. Of his name I, right I never now. do the things that you see, like the one me and you riffed on for my brother, where it makes him look like what he looked like <laughs> if he was a girl. Yeah, yeah. One thing I did notice about those is that when girls did it. Right, even a lot of men. They were just very pretty versions of whatever the opposite sex was. Yeah. It didn't go that way for Taylor. <laughs> he was the only person I saw. It. I was like, oh, you would be hideous. <laughs> you know? But I don't do those things. And I just have to, I just think, some kind of Russian hack. I'm convinced that when you oh, do yeah. these things, like. Any Anytime I'm doing they're, they're anything. Reading, not on that the, they're not getting what they yeah. want from me anyways, but. Anytime I'm doing anything on the internet and you have to. Sign up or log in, and it gives you the option to sign up, sign in through Facebook. I never do that. Yeah, I never because when people do that, they just they're just doing what Facebook wants them to do because that's the whole deal. They're they're selling your information. They're showing people what you're interested in. So I I never sign in through Facebook for anything for that reason, and I never have. Then it's just annoying. It's like I don't remember my password. I'm just nervous about the one or few one or two times (laughs) I have done that. You're being followed. I was probably being following me. Someone said the other day, you know, they probably, when you do, because I was saying the same thing I just told you, and he's like, they probably do that to to do the retina eye scans. Yeah. I was like, brother, they've had that. <laughs> that's that's like not, that's not new age technology anymore. It, yeah, facial I, recognition is something that exists. Can you imagine, like, you know how we get things down the line? Like, we got the internet. It had already been a thing for 20 years. Yeah. Right, it had been military. Like, what actually Al does really, it. yeah, Al Gore made it. What actually does exist? Sorry. Our guest who never actually commented <laughs> had to storm out of the uh, storm out of the room. I love um, the deep dive of conspiracy theories. Talk to them first. All right, I will. Excuse me, yes. <laughs> the uh, episode is now over. I do feel like we covered a little bit more of the episode this time around than we did maybe the last time around. Well, that was, I think, hard we, to we, say. But I, look, we're not going to break down every episode. But these are things I think about and why when we first started talking about this, yeah. that's the kind of shit like we talked about. We want to see a prequel. Yeah. And how would this work and what would Tony's dad feel, you know? And because this was so long ago, it is fun to speculate what these people would think, say, and do in modern times. Now, assuming Tony Soprano is alive in 2018. I do think that he would love the current president. Maybe not all the policies, but, you know. I mean, just picture any major Republican talking point. Hey, Tone, these guys, these these queers want to get married and the guy won't make a cake for them. What do you think? Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> you know, he's not exactly a liberal guy. Well, but conversely, Tony, or uh, uh, not, he actually did die, but maybe Chris had been around. He would have hijacked a truck full of, of gay cakes. Yeah. But to them, it's like, oh, look at these Cakes, we gotta sell them though. <laughs> That's what they would say, you know. We'll probably edit out that. We'll just I don't say know if you can gay say cakes. We'll, we, we'll, we'll beep it. We'll beep it. But you get what I'm saying. That's what. He, that's what he would say. Like, look, we got a bunch of these queer cakes out yeah. here, 
what are we going to do with them? You know, like, oh, I, we'll go down to the bakery. You know? And I don't want to go into this, but I love the religious liberty argument of, I'm really sorry I said, <laughs> you just said it again. I didn't mean it. It was just like what I thought Chris would you say. You meant it in the eighth grade way. <laughs> yeah, like the Louis C.K. way. Like in the word, the way it rolls off your, and I just mentioned Louis C.K. This is all going this downhill. Is, you're, I mean, uh, you're a secret white nationalist, aren't you? Man, <laughs> you got to get a haircut, the high and tight. <laughs> Which reminds me, we have a work friend. <laughs> this is good. No, I'll come back to what you were saying, but we had a, a meeting, uh, everybody from work, a couple of months ago, November-ish. And uh, maybe it was a little bit before that, actually. Anyways, I met this guy at a bar, and he's a buddy of mine, and I was like looking at him, and I was like, what? what's wrong with this picture? And it hit me. He had just had a haircut. And I was like, so now, did you take a picture of Richard Spencer with you to the bar? Because, <laughs> I mean, we can have a beer, but you're going to miss that cross-burning. Because it was that perfect, you know, right national, the new yeah. age right nationalist, high and tight with a yeah. little bit of the comb to the, to the right. They ruined the old school haircut. Yeah. When, Which is a good look. I think it is. Before it, like, before this whole go see your barber and get a hot shave and a clipper cut trend hit, the guys that I was hanging out with that went to, like, the Rockabilly Festival out in, out in Las Vegas where we went for our honeymoon, and there's a small uh, Rockabilly community in Atlanta that goes to, you know, upright bass shows, et cetera. They were rocking those kinds of hairstyles, the spanning from the 1930s, 40s, in 50s, depending on how extreme you wanted your pompadour to look. <laughs> and then that that thing kind of caught fire and took off with hipsters. And and all of a sudden there was, you know, faded haircuts and beard grooming and all that exploded. And now maybe, arguably, maybe made it a little less cool because now it's in. And, you know, the alt-right fuckheads are in here and they're just ruining good haircuts. Yeah. It's almost... Is there another one that they're ruining? They're just ruining everything. Well, yes, I know that. We we could have our hashtag fuck Nazis every time we do one of these podcasts. But they well, actually, these 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 nitwits are, you know, I, I was going to say. They probably have grandparents or great-grandparents who murdered actual Nazis. And they're walking in American streets with swastika armbands saying, Heil Trump. And they, and they just like, it's like, can you really not put the dots together? Are you that stupid? Like, when the Republicans talk about having some sort of test for voting i'm kind of like yeah let's do that because i think that the left will win on that because if you can't even pass like basic literacy tests then you probably should i'm right you know what i'm right there with you let's do it you know because we could keep uh, the sad news is that some of them are probably smarter than we think maybe i don't know i mean smarter in 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 some sense but not there's still people that think well they've read highly a few times so they think they know how to talk about you Uh, know one thing (laughs) i don't i we i've seen it on some of your social media people are quick to call hitler or to make hitler trump comparisons yeah and i've always distanced myself from that and rightfully so because they're not the same uh, That's just what people do since. For any, yeah, right. If, if it, I don't it, like you, you're Hitler. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> He's probably been compared to more people. But I will say something that caught my eye this morning. Because generally speaking, Hitler is universally unliked. Now. Yeah, there's a, a pretty select handful. He's got that, a small fan base yeah. in 2018, but <laughs> very grassroots. You know, uh, you know, maybe ideologically, the Iranians kind of like what he had to say about certain things. The, Iran- but, the Iranian people, I don't know. The government. Um, what I would say that caught my eye this morning that would be the only t- comparison I would ever make given that I've done probably more research than average Joe Blow citizen about Hitler and the Third Reich, 
was Trump was saying this morning with all the departures and all the exits from the White House and kind of this tumultuous season where even Hope Hicks is gone now. Who's left? I don't know. McMaster, they say he's on his way out. I, I, I do want to know statistically, like, is this the least staffed White House in the history of White Houses? I'm more concerned less with the White House staffing than the fact that we don't have ambassadors to some of the most <laughs> important countries that we deal with. We don't have a South Korean ambassador. Do we, who, do we need one? Do we have any good deals there? I don't. I let mean, it go. We don't need We kind of have a, a <laughs> deal there with a neighbor to the north. But let me finish what I was saying. This morning he was quoted, they had some kind of... Pre, which was kind of amazing. Trump made was making jokes about himself and his and his family last night, kind of off the cuff at some media event. Which I yeah. one I couldn't believe he actually would go to with any kind of j- what journalist. Was it CPAC, there was it? No, it okay. wasn't CPAC. It was some kind of annual event. He made I'll a good joke about his own hair at CPAC yeah. or his toupee. <laughs> but the quote I saw this morning to kind of get back to what I was trying to say. Was he was saying a lot of people are leaving, but chaos is good. And that one, those three words right there were were a little dire and and scary to me because if if there's one thing that Hitler absolutely believed in, it was chaos. Yeah, he thought, and and oftentimes in Nazi, in the echelon and in, in the higher ranks, and even in the lower ranks, uh, I'll give you a great example of where of his thought philosophy on on how chaos in government could be a good thing. There was a certain German town, couldn't tell you which, there was a lot of them, where a local man wrote to the official Nazi party and said he thought he should be the head of this small town's Nazi party. Mm. Uh, he thought the, the gentleman that was running it or was attempting to run it wasn't doing a job, and he wanted to seek out approval uh, to do so, to basically over overthrow this guy and become the new T- teeny tiny leader of this Nazi homeowners association <laughs> in Stuseldorf or somewhere. It's a very small town. Yeah. Uh, and his the response didn't come from Hitler himself, but it essentially said that, like Herr Hitler believes, if you want power, you take it. Mm. It was it's chaotic. In fact, there were certain uh, divisions within the the Nazi Party itself where you had three, sometimes four, or five people doing the exact same job. There was it's a waste. They're they're actually infighting amongst themselves. Yeah. To do the same thing and to do it better so that Hitler can see it, so they can garner his favor. And he supported that. He was not one to say, hey, maybe we should all get in a room, <laughs> hash out what we're trying to do. If we're if we're doing if you're doing the same thing that he is, that doesn't seem to be a very good uh, use of time. No. So he just sat back and let the chaos reign. And what you see when that happens is 12 years later, Russians own <laughs> Berlin. <laughs> You drawing a comparison there? <laughs> Sadly. <laughs> well, I mean, everybody talks about what a great businessman he is. He's not. He ran all these businesses. And it's like, if you look at his businesses, his businesses consist of him, his kids, and his lawyer. He's never he's never uh, delegated responsibility to large groups of people. His business has been made up of six individuals in a in a boardroom. I, I w- but but your average voter's like, well, but the, there's a huge room He's in a the apprentice. Billionaire. <laughs> they got that huge boardroom in the apprentice. That's obviously where he makes all his deals. It's like that's a soundstage. It was it, it, was, it was actually so <laughs> I don't know if real I, room. I don't know if you've seen this yet. Dirty money. <laughs> I've seen it on Netflix. Yeah. It was in the, it was in his building, but they had to create that. Yeah. Cuz there isn't one. Because when they got in there, there was like rusty shelves. Yeah. And the place was run down and they thought it was kind of a joke and they had to re-engineer this place yeah. to look like business actually happened in there. You can, If you want to argue over whether or not he's a good businessman in the sense that he is a financial success, fine. But he has never 
Never been in charge of more than six or seven people at once. The reason he's not showing those tax returns is because it would show us that I think he's probably worth a quarter of a million dollars, <laughs> which is a lot of money. I, I, it's a great deal of I, money. I, I would like, but that he's much. not a billionaire, and yeah. he's damn sure. Even if he is, let's counter that. Say, let's say he is a billionaire. He's not self-made. <laughs> Fred well, Trump made hey, the name. A million-dollar loan. Anybody, it, and that's the thing. Anybody. Could. That's the quote. <laughs> well, you saw the same thing I did, and you knew it in your heart. He didn't get a million-dollar loan. Fred Trump bailed him out of the Taj Mahal. Yeah. When shit was going south there, he showed up, put $3 million in chips on the table, and just left. Yeah. <laughs> that was his, like, quit fucking up money. Like, here's yeah. $3 million in cash. You're gone. I would challenge anybody that thinks differently from us and, and listens to this, <laughs> and you, I'm sure that you do, some of you, to watch episode six of Dirty Money on Netflix. It's a documentary series. It's... Just leftist propaganda. It's not, though. <laughs> I agree that... <laughs> It's, it's not. It's fake news. It's fake. It's not real. I don't yeah. have a good argument, so I'm just going to discredit whatever you're talking I, about and call it fake. Just watch it. <laughs> just please. It, you know, you, you're not. It's not going to change you. You're not going to come out of this and be like, you know what? No. Austin and Brent have been right this entire time. <laughs> you're not going to say that. And we know I should have voted for Hillary. <laughs> she would have died. Uh, but just watch it and, and come to me and tell me your opinion of the man. I think you're going to you're going to find it to be very different. He plays with other people's money. Bankrupt five times. This is not a good business. And he didn't just get a million dollar loan. Like you said, he got bailed out millions Millions, of dollars time and time time again. Time again. And he cost people money. He doesn't pay people. Like those little girls. Remember the little girls that danced? Yeah. And did the weird Soviet Russian. Hold on, people. You want to say goodbye? Goodbye, everyone. Hey. Do the song like in Sound of Music. So long. (laughs) I've already done the video. Okay. She's already done. She won't do it today. All right. Thank you for stopping in. Adios. First guest host. You're excellent. I'm a silent guest. Yeah. Yeah. Silent partner. Literally. <laughs> the thing. Um, the thing that I was getting to before. Up. Uh, go ahead. You're walking away. No, no, I'm hearing you. <laughs> Episode five is easily the most professional podcast we have ever put out. Lots of stops. Lots of room. I think we actually stopped recording once. Uh, I've peed twice, but you didn't even know that. <laughs> the uh, the thing I started to say before that always cracks me up when these political subjects come up, we made the cake joke with the word that we're going to have to figure out a way to edit around. And the Well, th- it's not like you're not used to editing. <laughs> You've edited some I've things. I've done two edits, so there's, there's just certain Andy things. Griffith's big boner would have been <laughs> even more incredible. That's episode four, by the it's way. It's just a little... It's just a little... I, I, if I'm uncomfortable listening to it, it's too much. <laughs> That's how you know it's good. No, because everything else is going to make normal people uncomfortable. <laughs> if it's too much for me, it's too much. That's okay. the point. That's a fair. Yeah, that's, that's pretty fair, I think. The, but the thing that I always think about when you hear these stories about the baker that doesn't want to make a cake for the gay couple because it violates his, his religion... It's like, okay, well, how, how is that any different than a baker in the 1960s not making a cake for an interracial couple? Because they used the same argument back then. There were people on the right, or whatever the right was back then, using their faith as a legitimate reason hey man, for... I won't even make a chocolate cake with vanilla icing on it. <laughs> exactly. Let alone make and one of your I think your most cakes. people with brains in their heads in 2018... I don't that. even eat Oreos. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Sorry. There are, there's probably a, a religion or a, uh, uh, a, a, what do you call it, a, a lifestyle or a, a belief system out there that 
is you would be violating if you made a cake for an interracial wedding. And I think most people in 2018 with brains in their heads would go, that's not right. That's that is uh, discrimination. It's bigoted and it's not OK. It's but, fascism. But you flash forward to 2018 <laughs> and you make it about a gay thing. It's like, oh, well, it's his religious freedom to do that. We're, we're stepping on his religion by making him do it. It's like it's not any different. Just make just make the fucking cake. You know, I, I'll take. You the, don't have I, to eat it. I'll take. You don't the, have to watch him have sex. I'll take you the religious just, morality you, out of this you can just and make say the cake. that the guy that makes cakes is a fucking idiot <laughs> and he's not a capitalist. <laughs> Why don't no. you make that cake so you can make more money? Because yeah. let me tell you, you can take the morality out of the situation. You make a cake for a wedding like any other fucking cake. It doesn't, <laughs> it's not like it's got two dicks ramming into each other in icing. It's not just two chicks. Doing whatever they do. I'm sorry, but my religion just goes against docking. And I, I will not support Look, docking. scissoring is an abomination before God. <laughs> I love watching it. <laughs> but I do that in the privacy of my own that's, bathroom. Yeah, that's a good point, too. Guys that would say no no cake, or a cake maker, they'll be like, no gay cakes. But I mean, I'll make one for two girls. <laughs> it's kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't like I get to put sexuality. I get to put four tits on it, so it's cool. <laughs> no dicks, though. No dicks. No dicks. You don't think about an asshole. I don't even look at my own dick. <laughs> but that, but seriously. I can't jerk off in the mirror because that's gay. It's the right wing talking about capitalism, the free market. But why not just make cakes? If this, look, I'm me. But let's say I did have a differing opinion. And then I found it to be an abomination, all the things you hear from the more right side of that argument. Yeah. But I'm a cake maker. It's not. I, I don't think there's a self-made millionaire cake maker other than that one guy. Cake uh, boss. Cake boss. Maybe in Duff. That one. The bald guy. Yeah. Well, that's, that's two and and seven billion. Yeah. So I'm saying I don't think there's like a lot of millionaire cake makers out there. So my point is, can you really afford to yeah. turn down a cake? Yeah. Like, and where does it stop? If you just turn down that, like. If someone, if you're a diehard uh, Baltimore Orioles fan, <laughs> and a Washington National baseball fan shows up and wants a Washington Nat, no, 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 bro, I'm not doing that. Not in this bakery. I'm a Diane George fan, but if someone wanted me to make a life-size cake of fucking the Bumblebee or whatever they call that jackass at Georgia Tech, <laughs> I'm gonna make it. I might, I'm gonna overcharge them. I'm gonna give them a higher, yeah, a higher appraisal on said cake. Yeah, the the. I, I made somebody very angry once when they were talking about gay marriage, this and that and the other. And I was like, you do realize that just stopping them from marrying one another with the law, you're, you're not stopping anything. They're still going to go home together at night and have gay sex <laughs> and a lot of it. You're just, you're just preventing. Let's just call it sex. <laughs> They're going to have sex, whatever that means. And we don't have any right, because I love it when the, you do these things and these, these right-wingers that say all this shit is bad and then the couple officers find the same guy in a oh, hotel yeah. room with 15-year-old boy. Yeah. Oh, I love, I love every time there's like a staunch... I love my my Bible. I'm a Christian first and a Republican second. And then flash forward to him in a bathroom stall with a 17 year old boy. I didn't know. I didn't. I thought he was a girl. I'm a Christian first, a Republican second, and a diddler somewhere in between. And that's just how it is. And uh, hey, look, the Lord forgave me. The, the Roy Moore defense is what yeah. I call out. Yeah. Look, that was 40 years ago, and the Lord forgives. Well, did the kids you know he's that you asking for money now? Forgive yeah. you because I think you no, they didn't. They're they're, they're currently in litigation. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that's uh, that, that fucking moron. That's going down like a Christopher Hitchens rabbit hole. But I love whenever <laughs> he points out, like, okay, great. Christ forgave you. What about the people here and now that you wronged? <laughs> you kind of need their forgiveness too. It doesn't just. It's like, you could hurt me and ask for his forgiveness. You still hurt me, asshole. 
So, great. I'm glad you feel better about it, but I still got assaulted. No, the Lord took my diddle sin away. And that's just, I think one of these days we're going to do a podcast. We do one of these just like this. <laughs> just people show up for episode, like, we get a little bit more popular. People like, like episode 18, we'll be like, hey, welcome to that pod, this podcast thing. Oh. Tonight on the show, we promise we will not be discussing diddling children. <laughs> At least not the bad parts about it. Sadly, there will be more fast food. That's pretty much a staple here. But that's how they know it's us. Yeah. Oh, that is then. They're just doing voices. Yeah. That's clever. <laughs> what is this? The same show? What? What's? What's going on? Why are they? I must not diddle kids. <laughs> the Frank Reynolds has <laughs> gone down the world. Oh, oh man, yeah, Frank's just, little beauties. I <laughs> Future podcast for me, by the way, will be in my it's always second. Funny. It's tied. Yeah. It's always sunny and Sopranos are tied. One really? A, one Those B. are the two? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, break it up. You got to go from, you know. Yeah. This episode was all over the map. We did cover some Sopranos. A lot more podcast, uh, Sopranos podcast material than normal. Well, yeah, we did cover it. We talked about them going to school, the that's what we want. That's what the, I think that's what we really Somehow want. or another, we got onto butt pirates. <laughs> Which, it turns out, is a real term. Which is another good uh, term for one thing we can promise you here. This pod thing of ours (laughs) is to be ridiculous. Occasionally, reference and or run through a little bit of Sopranos, and then try to be educational. Yeah, we learned a little bit about pirates today. We're going to have to do some editing. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I think we're okay. No, no, you don't get to keep. You don't get (laughs) to decide. We got to take it. Do you feel bad about the f word? Because I don't use the word. I was just. I don't either. But I I used it in context to what what Chris would say. I think we could say honestly, they've probably said it on this show a thousand times. All of them. You know that. Do they? I hear them using like the the Italian version. Fanuc and I've heard Maricone. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure I, I'm sure Chris has said it. Polly has probably said it. Mm. I'm sure Tony has used the half a version. Oh, before. I know. I know who did. Who? We're going to use it one more time. You can decide whether or not to edit it. But it was uh, Phil talking to uh, Vito's son after they kill him. Mm. And he's dressed up like a juggalo. Oh, yeah. And he's like, why do you look like a Puerto Rican f-? <laughs> That's what he asked the kid. I forgot. Well, yeah, there's great context there. All that whole Vito series of episodes i'm sure all of them are saying it over and over again so in the context of that's, how you, that's right Vito's a f- chris says that while he's yeah. pounding the table yeah. so in the context of what you were impersonating chris and something they would say about cakes i don't think it's unacceptable because i don't think anything's unacceptable i was just trying to i don't know i'm so so weird on this kind of subject matter because i Leah, my wife knows I'm 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 a person that believes either everything's funny or nothing's funny. Yeah. Like I don't think you can draw lines. It's kind of the Carlin take on it, where you know, it's all about context, it's all about delivery. And he had the bit about rape is funny. Yeah. I mean, imagine Porky Pig raping Elmer Fudd. And yeah. That made it funny. Yeah. But I, I don't <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I I'm just saying I don't like the idea of too much self censorship. I think that we got so much of that in this country already. I think yeah. we do it. You, you mean, and that's one thing I have a problem with the left on. Yeah. Um, I mean, typically anybody, but really strong toward the left are things you can't say, things you can't. Uh, word police. Word police. And that, yeah. to me, that's just as a national socialist, and that's not the same as socialism. Do your homework. <laughs> as, like, we'll just call it Nazis for those who don't understand what national socialism, national socialism was. Yeah. But that's just as Nazi or Stalinist yeah. as something that we see the left call the right out on. Yeah, but I just—they're both guilty in that sense. One way, very guilty, and 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 we're guilty. 
That's part, if we start self policing yeah. too much, we're just as guilty. No, you're right. And you quoted one good comedian. I'll quote another. Steve Martin. Has, I'll, I'm paraphrasing, but he has a quote saying, "Cancer's funny until you know someone who has it." You can make the cancer joke and then somebody close to you gets it. Right. Then it's not as funny anymore. So in context of certain things I've edited, certain things are funny until you like, you know, I cut out stuff where we were joking about our kids. It's like, <laughs> hey, these are my kids. It would be funny if I had none. Now that I do, it's not as funny. No, I get it. It's making, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. I, I'm not, you were probably right to do so, but my point was And you like, might feel differently when yours is here. No, no, I will. like, ooh, oh, I'm glad we cut that out. But I, I just, I'm just saying, I don't, I, if I decide I want something edited, I don't think I yeah. should have any blowback from you. I mean, go ahead and edit it. <laughs> well, I would just say. Equal editing rights. I don't think you need to worry about this and one just because you've given you, good you context. Did, you did. Uh, another, let's just keep, we can do, uh, Pat Oswalt talking about cancer, where he says, mm. imagine if it just took, like, oh, like cancer, oh, the colon. Rather than of, just O in the apostrophe. Doesn't that sound? Oh, how's, how's Austin? Well, he's got cancer O the penis. Which is a thing, by the way. I just found this out. Really? Yeah, like, we like had a whole list. shaft? Oh, no. Didn't really want to delve too farther. Too much farther. But I, uh, we had a holistic birthing class. Would you remove it? If it's like, like I get to live for a long time without a penis or just chop it off. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I... It, I didn't use it for a long time anyway. <laughs> Let me just be honest. There was long periods of times where... I'd have to really gauge my age. I'd have to think about it. I mean, where's the cutoff? <laughs> You've got... See, your thing now, You got everything ties back to the girls. Mm. You're going you're gonna to want to see them grow up. Even if they graduate and you're dickless, you're going to want to be there. <laughs> you know? You're going you're gonna to want to hold your, your grandson or granddaughter. Yeah. Dickless. <laughs> just peeing out of a flesh mound now. I mean, it takes a lot of the pressure. <laughs> yeah. Well, you'd be peeing in, or something just goes into a bag. I would, at that, at that point. point, I'd be like, take the balls too. I mean, if we're. Yeah, oh, yeah, all of it. Just leave just, nothing. I'm head Just Buffalo Bill this. <laughs> just get it gone. Just just get it just get it all. That way. Plus, I mean, would, you I could just flash my people, voice to go up. And how much trouble are you going to get into? <laughs> like, you I'm could a just. Barbie be, doll. <laughs> just, uh, this is, I forget this is not a visual uh, medium. Austin was just uh, doing a, <laughs> a, flash, a flash motion. Flash motion. Uh, but yeah, no, but I, I, going back to the editing, I don't think there's anything to be concerned about editing with this one. Cause I, I think if you've listened to this podcast, this episode in particular enough, it's obvious where we fall in terms of our political ideology and what we think about people of other races, sexual orientations, et cetera. So nothing was said uh, maliciously. There is undoubtedly. My political affiliation, I think both sides are stupid. Yeah, I would agree. I, I love it. Like I, I, you know this. I like to watch Bill Maher, and I love when he goes after his own people, political yeah. correct bullshit. Because mm-hmm. you can watch him that whole episode just tear into the dumbassery of the right, like the Roy Moore kind of stuff. And you can you can imagine Republicans just changing the channel if they even ever turned it on in the first place. Oh, they don't. It's like, but you're missing the new rules at the end where he just rips into millennials for being on their phones for too long, right. or, or or word police on college campuses and shit. It's like. He it's it's like eighty twenty, but he does do the twenty, and it's fun when he does that too. Yeah, I, I, what I really like, I, I don't watch as much Bill Maher as I catch it sporadically. Like I rarely will watch it live just because I, I don't remember that it's on. Well, there's usually good clips now on Facebook, right? Yeah, I, and I I see him, but one thing I think he's right on. But I, I I've been wanting to kind of share this to the to my many followers <laughs> and people who find my my uh, take on things interesting. But it's time for the left 
And for those like me who are more centrist and really don't have an affiliation with either party, and for those who've never voted, but it's time for people to stop complaining mm-hmm. about Donald Trump yeah, and start focusing. Because one of Bill Maher's guests, I think it was three or four weeks ago, was saying, you know, it was, it was Scaramucci. Yeah. That guy, that guy the had mooch. the balls. The mooch had the balls to go on there and, yeah. and really have a pretty nice back and forth argument with a couple of people that were attacking him he, and he kept his head and yeah. Oh, yeah. made some made some valid he, points. He but held it, his the own. point that he made the best was like, I mean, y'all can bitch and complain, but he ain't going anywhere. This guy's going to be yeah. there in 2020 and he's probably going to be there until yeah. 2024 because what what Democratic or what super what liberal, who, who are they? Let me tell you, you go marching out Kennedy, that's going to be worse. You think that's who they're gonna get I, it behind? It seems the to young, be the one that they're putting the, on the pet. He did the, the ginger he did, Kennedy. He did the reaction. With the lip balm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he had the heavy. Yeah. He did it the reaction. Like spit. People were thinking was, that he had like spit on his face. Well. And it was just too. It's like, dude, go easy on the birds, man. You know, he they, they, they rolled him out there after the State of the Union. He did a response video. There was some something that happened this week on his own website. I'm just seeing. A lot. I, I think they're positioning. Either himself is positioning. But the the Kennedy pow the Kennedy name is I think officially, I mean it died in Dallas. I love Robert. I, I like Robert, but that, so we can say he died in Washington or, or in yeah. an L.A. kitchen. But uh, yeah, I don't I don't see them. I see them more griping and complaining rather than proactive. Okay, we can be upset at these policies and at the man himself and at the ridiculous things that he says and tweets. Yeah. But if we keep spinning in the news cycle of just reacting. To whatever dumb thing or stupid policy he says, if it's just about like like Huffington posting everything, yeah, and just having that kind of twenty four hour news cycle, then we're not getting anywhere. You're not. I we're think, not going to roll out a candidate that's going to stand a chance because that, it's like that lady said on bar on Friday night. You know, this is tribalism now. Yeah. So no matter what dumb thing, what stupid policy outside of I guess nuclear strike that ends up causing lives here in this country, yeah. These these people that support Donald Trump are not going anywhere, and it's actually they're solidifying their position. Yeah, I like that he says shit like that, man. Yeah, well, I mean, he said all that stuff about you know take the guns first, due process second. I guarantee you, as much as people were outraged on you know Fox News for half a day, he didn't lose any followers over that. Yeah, he didn't lose any support over that. They probably all you know, and he backpedaled on it the next day, which you know go figure. So. Uh, he can say and do whatever he wants. I really would encourage you to watch. Of course, Fox News is Fox News, but they're not outside of Hannity. They're not even near as God, does interesting. Anybody have Trump's dick farther down their throat? No, than Sean no, that guy. The balls have been resting on his chin. I mean, uh, how is he taking a breath? I just imagine that like he has a, a Roman helmet of Trump, just <laughs> dick and balls dangling down his nose like a Roman helmet. Uh, no, but outside of Hannity, one American news, man. Yeah. See, I always try to peruse the news channels if and when I watch actual televised news. I'll, I'll look to CNN. I'll go to Fox News to see what they're saying because surprisingly, sometimes you get some decent reporting, except for that the you one. Get, you get to watch Tucker Carlson look confused for Yeah, an hour Tucker and a half. Carlson, he's, he's a, you know. <laughs> he's got that constant, huh, look on his yeah. face. He brings on, what I don't like about him is, he, well, any of those types, is he like, he'll bring on a millennial. Yeah, because he knows that he's gonna roast them. But he'll—it's like they talk about actors. I think they go uh, out and find well, millennial the, there's a, there's a woman, actors. There's a woman on his show who is an actor who 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 uh, posed as a a liberal book um, book publisher 
And somebody found a clip of her from like a few weeks prior on a different Fox News segment as a commentator for them. But he he showed her as it was when they were talking about taking the word man out of things. Yeah. And there's people like, oh, look at this. It's like, it's not real. That's the Daily Show. It's just not funny. Right. (laughs) Because they don't know how to be funny. They just did what the Daily Show does, but they just didn't do it well. And but but the Daily Show is honest about what it is. And Fox News programs aren't, so you have regular people who tune in and think, well, that's real. And it's like, oh, God. (laughs) It's not. It's not real. This is not real. Spend five minutes. You can find that woman's name and other segments she's been on when she's not a liberal book publisher. (laughs) Holy shit. We should just change the name. This pod thing of ours and some other political stuff. <laughs> I don't know. It's just interesting to talk about. It is, and we're we're usually we're pretty aligned on it. I do. I think that the establishment left is going to try and roll out Joe Biden. He'd be the newest oldest president because Trump was already the new record holder for he's that. Got, he's got the fact that he was in office as a vice president for two terms, and I've heard the speculated from somebody on the radio, he'd be the perfect guy when Trump gives him some dumb nickname in a debate to go, come on, you're a grown man. Sit down and let's talk like adults. <laughs> like if, if, if anybody, if anybody would have that sort of street fight and jab attitude, it's probably him. Like, thank you. That would be really good. Thank you for the nickname, little boy. Now, can we please get back to talking like adults about, you know, political issues, you know, somebody like Kennedy or Cory Booker or any of the younger crowd they, you know, they would probably try and make some dumb quip and it would land. Booker would start yelling too much. <laughs> he yells. But it's, as far as like the new generation of, of liberals and Democrats, I don't think they have anybody like you're saying that would pose any sort of threat. Not that I've seen now. I think Joe Biden could just because of the fact that he would have the Obama attachment to, and everybody that voted for Obama might vote for him. See, that's what I would and, like to and see. And he would have. Actually, I'd like to see, you know, I'm thinking I've heard he, he's going to do it. But I, I think Barack would take away even if you don't you didn't like his policy. You fucking hated him if you if you, you just didn't like him. I'm so still you hated waiting on his third term. Right. <laughs> Surprisingly enough, he never once showed up to take my guns away. Yeah. <laughs> he took my Chinette set though. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I am Muslim now. Yeah. So he did success. That was there. successful. And I am waiting on the uh, the Which fall way is of Mecca? Man. <laughs> we have to pray soon. Uh yeah. He's a I think he's I think he's the first Muslim antichrist in the history of uh, Muslims or antichrists. Yeah. No, I just I would, I'm actually excited if they did do Joe Biden, it would be interesting. One because it's going to be a, a whole fresh set of new Joe Biden Obama memes yeah. that caught on real heavy there at the end. Yeah. But I think Obama needs to get out and really like focus on getting out voters. Like it's even this last do election. Some, yeah, whips and voting. This lap, like just a, I don't even care. Sense. Honestly. I just want to see a higher turnout than the embarrassment that this country has for voting. Yeah. It's a, it's a terrible, terrible embarrassment. Because every, every young person, and I was guilty of this, thinks my vote won't matter. And, and not it even. It doesn't? <laughs> well, not with the way gerrymandering is set up. <laughs> Which is interesting now, too, because all these maps are getting redrawn. What was it, uh, Wisconsin, like. But if you, they didn't receive, but forty Republicans didn't receive forty percent of the vote, but, but they got two thirds of, of both of the, state yeah, houses. It's like, how does that work? Oh, because we've pre-drawn our districts so that we'll win no matter what. Yeah, I like how the district sometimes <laughs> looks like, like it's like a, a circle and then a long pencil size yeah. shape. Yeah, it's like the and state then, of Oklahoma. <laughs> we have this huge thing and then none of this, and then, then 
this huge thing over here. What makes that's it, my district? What makes this? Why? Why? Oh, these are white people, <laughs> and that's these people tend to vote for me. Yeah. So uh, you think you? What about the inner city? Oh no 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 no. We've drawn little, we've just magically gone around any area of town that is kind of brown. <laughs> that way, I always win. <laughs> so yeah. you may go to the polls thinking you're choosing me, but I've already gone to the districting office and I've chosen you. <laughs> well, I think we leave it at gerrymandering. Jerry Mandering. Jerry Mandering. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> so this has been episode five. Um, Damn near five and six. We might call this five and six combo. I don't know. <laughs> hour 45. Even it with this. Even with the edit, long one. You said your sister has an hour and a half commute. So this one's for her. Yeah. This is a personalized <laughs> episode five. On that note, I do want to take this setup. I want to do a remote episode in Los Angeles. Obviously, Hell yeah. Obviously, we can't take the foam. I'm we can sure. find a nice quiet spot. But we can find a spot. We'll make a cake. Um, maybe we can get a... Cock uh, on cock cake. Just for <laughs> us to eat. If, if you don't know what docking is, if you're listening to this and you heard me say docking and you heard Austin laugh, do yourself a favor and, and just Google image docking. <laughs> don't do it on a work computer. Don't do it on a work computer. Hey, uh, get one of those incognito windows too. Yeah, go, go in secret mode and uh, just <laughs> real quick, just, just so you can laugh along <laughs> with us. And I think with the docking uh, info there, we should sign off. This has been episode five of this pod thing of ours. W-F-U-C-K! The bam! The bam! <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Bye.